All right, here we are with the last recorded episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast for the 2018. I'm Brandon T. McClure. This is episode 123. With me, as always, Sparks. Hey, yeah. You almost tripped up on that. I did. Ryan. <laughs> Welcome to the 2018, guys. We're here. We made it. And Ben. Peace out, 2018. You suck. Hey, but I saw this great meme the other day, uh, as always, on Ryan's feed. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it was just Bart Simpson running, rolling down the stairs, and oh, it was yeah. just the different years passing <laughs> by. I was like, yeah, that's. I think we've come to the conclusion that all the years suck. Yeah. yeah well, also, time is a construct, and uh, we just need, yeah. Other things wobbly. Oh, you got it's, you it's got not the for a second it's, and then backed away from it. It's not the it's not the year's fault. It's my own. Well, by the logic of us rolling down those stairs, if that's 2018, I think by that picture, that means 2021 things are going to be looking up. All right, here we go. 2021. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, 2020 is when Kong versus Godzilla comes out. So, and then uh, the year after that is when Toho says no more movies. Yeah. Oh, Aww. sad. R.I.P. Godzilla uh, franchise. Uh, uh, Marvel Cinematic Monster Universe. Uh, but yeah, how was your guys' week? It was it was good. Yeah. It was good. It's uh, Christmas is approaching. It is. I got gifts. I mean, we already the gifts for you guys. I got gifts from my mama. Spoiler alert: We recorded the Christmas special earlier, so let's not do any pretense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got gifts for our future episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We are all going out of town for yeah. Christmas vacation. We will not be in the same. Well, you and I will be in the same city, Sparks. Yes, but um, but they refuse to talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. No, screw that. Like same shark- ones. We will not jets. associate. Not at all. Uh, yeah. I, I so. Stressful coming up on the on the vacation. I uh, had a pretty catch up work week trying to catch up with everything, and uh, I think I managed to do okay. And then you know, at about five o'clock, normally my shift is till six thirty, and about five o'clock our uh, department closed. Our, so my entire building was closed at five o'clock. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. This place is haunted at night. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so I just <laughs> left an hour and a half early. And uh, the ghost of Cecil B. DeMille's there. It's yeah. Like, Blah, movies. No, no, like, no joke. That place is haunted yeah. and it's terrifying at night. And so when, when everyone was leaving, I was like, I'm going to be the only one in this whole building. Yeah. You could find proof of ghosts. For I the don't first want time. this. Okay. So I uh, so I, I left early and I get a I get a nice 10 day vacation coming up. That's incredible. Oh. I, I don't know what that's like anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Neither I, do I. I, I, saved happening, a, I saved a lot of pay time off yeah. uh we get a couple hours every paycheck and i saved up a lot to, to take this time off and that's I, awesome i, I freaking and you said need it's it. paid yeah so like mm-hmm. y- you'll come back and you'll still have a paycheck that's yeah. nice yeah I, I freaking need this heck yeah i do very stressed out how are you sparks i'm fine yeah yeah all right <laughs> <laughs> thrilling <laughs> riveting yes uh riverdale oh, I, I do have one more thing i want to say i saw i, so I just see three movies i, I made it to a hundred movies this week that's i did it you did 100 movies in a week? I don't think there's time in the world. No, there's not. 100 movies in a I'm not Ryan. <laughs> no. Uh, 100 movies this year yeah. for 2018. That's is, impressive. There's still more to see, but I... I 100 I, movies in theaters. 100 movies in theaters, yes. And uh, I was very excited to reach that goal with uh, uh, Bumblebee, was that? Nice. And we were t- talking about that in Aquaman a little later in the show. Uh, but the my 98th film is The Favorite. I wanted to see that real bad. With Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. Uh, big year for Rachel Olivia Weisz. Olivia Coleman. Uh, big year for Rachel Weisz kissing other women, let me tell you. Oh, is she a jesbian in this <laughs> too? <laughs> well, no, she's not a jesbian. Okay. She is a lesbian. Oh, she is though? She Look is at that, though. two for two, baby. Married to Mark Gaddis. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, in real life or in this movie? In the movie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Holt. It's, it's a really fascinating uh, movie. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a uh, old-timey dark comedy? It, yeah, dark really comedy is it. pretty light. Yeah, it, it's light on the comedy, but it is is a fascinating film yeah. and and quite and quite intriguing. Uh, I really enjoyed it, as I said. Rachel Weiss is married to Daniel Craig in real life, right? I don't know. Sure, I think they didn't they get together when they did a movie, and then they 
Uh, they didn't. Sorry, Ryan up. asked, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm she's gonna, with Daniel Craig. I'm going to look it up real quick. Right, he's, look, he's looking it up. Yeah, um, I, I, Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz are really good in the movie. That I'm is not, correct. I'm not quite sure I know who what the... Olivia what, Coleman. No, uh, Olivia Coleman's good, but like the, I was just the movie is she was good. Yeah, she's she is good. But the movie is definitely about the about Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz. They're kind of feud over Olivia Coleman. Is Margot Robbie in there? No, she is in um, uh, Mary, the one with Mary uh, Queen of Scots. Mary Queen the, of Scots. The, the the one with the, the woman. Good luck trying to pronounce her name. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, that one. <laughs> he did it. Yeah, yeah. It's because um, he wasn't reading it. Yeah. C R C. Yeah, it's it's. Well, I know I, there's a there's a person at, at work who like adores her, and so sure, I learned from that. I, I know, but it's one yeah. of those names where if you were reading that yeah. without knowing, I know like, how that would come yes, out. Those letters not even right. Things, right? <laughs> what, what is the? I remember I remember reading Hermione for the first time in in book. I'm like Herm. Hermione? Hermione? I call her hero mine. I call her hero mine. I said hero mine. I said hero mine. Hermy one. Hermy one. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely go check out the favorite if you can. But yeah, the, what you're thinking about is Mary Queen of Scots. I also want to see that, but I think I'll miss that one. It takes a lot for me because I used to be into, into like Victorian era, like those kind of things. But mm-hmm. I kind of just grabbed them because they all kind of seem the same to me. Yeah. So like the favorite seemed uh, in the trailers, they seemed it was more like darkly funny, and I was like, uh, maybe maybe you'll check that out. Also, I really like Olivia Coleman. So, yeah, she's uh, great in it too. I'm just glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyone else have anything noteworthy to, yes, to mention? Yes, but do you guys want to go first? Do you have anything? Well, no. If you got something, uh, you should say it. I All went right. and saw Mary Poppins Returns at the. You El did. Capitan. Yes, you did. Yeah, it was a fan event, and let me tell you, um, I already told Ryan this, but if we're gonna, if they're gonna have a fan event for Avengers Four, we're going. Oh yeah. Oh, to, okay. the, to the El Capitan. Like, yeah. As a podcast, we need to do it. That'd be a lot El of fun. Capitan. I'd be totally down. It that. was really like the what they do for a fan event was really cool yeah um the that whole experience is it like the amount of stuff you get from doing a fan event like the memorabilia and stuff is like it's a more expensive movie ticket but it's worth it how much are the movie tickets oh 35 but you got like a little little thing. I, we got we got a special umbrella popcorn bucket yeah Rad. a special art poster that's exclusive only to the el capitan screening Ooh. uh we got um that they automatically give you a free bucket of warm popcorn, which is another separate popcorn bucket that says Mary Poppins returns. So that's it. like seven bucks right there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and free drinks. So that's Ooh. five bucks right there. Uh, just so covered right in it. Yeah. And then, and then you're seeing it, uh, at its earliest showing when it releases at the El Capitan and the whole theater is gorgeous. And they have a whole bunch of like photo opportunities and, uh, props and costumes and things, uh, on display yeah. And they have a live organ player entertaining until the movie starts. What organ was it? The liver? Oh, boy. The kidney? Wah, 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 Sorry. Wah. <laughs> uh, and the the way they decorate the entire theater is, is very gorgeous. For this one, they had like uh, the the cherry blossom trees and, and lamp posts. Nice. Ooh. All That's around. cool. Uh, even in the theater, as you're sitting in there, the two balconies, yeah. when you're facing the screen, they're lamp posts and cherry blossoms, oh, and they cool. stay on. And then the, there's a beautiful show with the curtain before the movie starts and everything. So if they're doing it for Avengers, we're going. Yeah, uh, for those of you who don't know, non, our non-LA-based listeners, the El Capitan is Disney's owned movie theater. I didn't know they owned it. Yeah, they do oh, yeah. own it. They um, didn't used to, but then they, they acquired it, and now that's where they they play... Their movies, a lot, yeah, a lot of movies. It's not, it's not a, it's not a privately owned movie theater like AMC or, or Cinemark or places right. like that. It is, it is Disney uh, owns that theater and they only show like special screenings mm-hmm. of their movies. I've gone right. to the Nightmare Before Christmas 4D. They do that, that every year. Yeah, I, I used to. It was like a tradition with one, me and one of my friends. We go there every October for our birthdays. Interestingly enough, if you look up, if you look up who owns it, is the Buena Vista Theater Group. Uh, and oh. like movies. The, the Buena Vista Theater Group 
does not exist. Oh, it is Illuminati. A, it, it is a company. It is a company named that Disney created, so that Buena Vista uh, created, yeah. so that they could legally own this movie theater. It's a shell company. Disney, as a company, cannot own a movie theater because studios aren't allowed to own movie theaters. It's a shell company. Uh, they're not allowed to do that anymore. That makes sense. So that was really interesting. Looking, looking that up, I saw because I've moved back and forth from Texas and LA multiple times throughout my life, and I lived in LA at the time when Monsters Inc. came out, and I went to the premiere of Monsters Inc. at the El Capitan, nice. and they had these computer screens where, um, like, you stand in front of it and you take your picture and you become a monster, so you That's can awesome. be like Soli or Mike or, or yeah. Snake Lady, mm-hmm. Mowgli um, before Mowgli, yeah, Mowgli before Mowgli, yeah. Wait, what? You're putting the face on the animal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Except I was an ugly Mike Wazowski where my eyeball was just my face. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, this doesn't look good. But it was it was fun. That was a that's a big theater. Yeah, it's, yeah. it'd be a cool experience. Yeah, I the think. seats are my ass did not fit in those seats. Let me no? tell you, mm-hmm. it yeah. is quite uncomfortable. Tight, tighten the legs, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it, it would be fun. Anyway, Mary Poppins Returns was um, how was it? Yeah. It's it's fine. It's getting brave reviews. Is it? Is it? Last I heard, it was in the nineties. Nope, nope. It's in the seventies. Yeah, really, it went down that fast. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, it's here's the thing. Like, it's good. Um, Emily Blunt is incredible, and without her, the movie doesn't have a lot going for it. That's a shame. Like, really, she she is the thing going. She's she's worth it. She's really really good. But uh, outside of that, it's not it's not um it's not too hot. That's a shame. It's not as great as it could. It's it's good. If you like Mary Poppins, it's fine if you're just like casual about it. Yeah. It's sad because you can see where the really great movie was inside. Aquaman's down to 64%. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't like that. No, yeah. What, on Rotten Tomatoes? yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's because it's, dude, there's a, we'll get into it, but there's an octopus playing the drums and some people just can't accept it. They just can't accept octopus playing the drums. No, you're either cannot. for it or you're against it. Screw them. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Mary Poppins tomato meter is pretty even between audiences and critics. It's yeah. interesting. Seventy uh, percent uh, audience score and seventy-seven uh, t- uh, critic score. I mean, it's not like terrible, but like no, no, with no, a big Disney sequel it thing is, like this, I it is like, certified fresh. Yeah, uh, seventy-seven. I mean, hey, man, like a seven is still passing. So, yeah. like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my thing. Uh, yeah, Ben. Uh, so you know that meme of or that part in Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, where Frodo's on the on uh, Mount Doom and he's looking up, he's like, "It's over." It is done. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of like my mindset since we're getting super close to Christmas and uh, work has been slowing down. Mm-hmm. So another one's like, oh, yay. Yeah, if you're sending your package now, it ain't getting there. No, it's not. But because there are some one, people one like. Day, I, one day travel. One day. Even Amazon won't, won't, won't make no. it for Christmas. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want the holidays to be over. I'm like, it's over. It's done. The war is over. <laughs> it's like the scene at the end of the Matrix trilogy where it's like, Zion, the war I don't is wanna, over. Don't, I don't want to go back to Return of the King. I don't want to think about the third. Okay, so Return third. of the King where Fro is just like. You mean the best Matrix movie? <laughs> I, I don't believe that. I just want to. I know I, I have a lot of controversial yeah. opinions on this show. That is not one of them. I, I don't think there's a single person. No, I just. <laughs> honestly, I just can't wait till the ho- until Christmas here because I can finally relax. I can breathe. I can enjoy the holiday. But also so I don't have to work 10, 11, 12 hour days anymore. So yeah. that makes me yeah, happy. That'd be rad. That would be awesome. Um, okay. I played a lot of Hitman Two, and I wrote down all the fun assassinations that I did. So here, listen. This is not. This is my name's Ron Eliopoulos, and I don't condone murder unless it's against really evil people. But this is his hit list. <laughs> but this is my hit list. <laughs> um, I killed a cartel leader by feeding him to his pet hippo. 
That's pretty good. I dropped a lady down an elevator shaft dressed as a flamingo. I uh, I poisoned super cocaine and I killed a drug lord because he tested it. Uh, I pushed a, an evil lady off a balcony by pretending to be her ex-lover. Whoa. Um, Whoa. I put uh, a rat poison in that oxygen tank of an old man. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was the evil Tony Stark guy. He has an experimental car that I that I jacked with, and when he went to go turn it on, it exploded. Did you get Sean Bean? No, I, I was too late because okay. he was only for like a week. Uh, I dressed as a fortune teller and I smashed a crystal ball on someone's head. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, I uh, killed a security guy by, um, he turned off a laser grid and I turned the laser grid back on. And he got sliced up real good. Oh. Guys, that game's super fun. Uh, I recommend it if you like killing bad people. Uh, just to, just uh, look like a side note. If you guys hear an echo, uh, that is because we are recording in a new area. Uh, ben Ooh. recently just moved into yeah. a beautiful, nice house. My house. So we're recording in his living room, and it's very spacious. So, uh, so it's, it's probably going to be a bit of an echo coming in. The last thing that I did. Does anyone else have anything? No, no. no? The last thing that I did, uh, and it was a surprise, mostly to me, but to everyone. Uh, Deadly Class dropped its first episode. Um, holy shit, you guys! That is that comic 100% brought to life. It may be the, it might not be. It's a good pilot. It's a really good pilot. It might be the best adaptation of a comic to a television I've ever seen. It is shot almost shot for shot the words and the dialogue, and it's written by Rick Remender. He's the showrunner. It, it feels like him. Is this a situation like Brian Azzarello when he when he adapted The Killing Joke? He used a lot of the same, the, a lot of the dialogue that Alan Moore uses, and it doesn't translate to animation. Yes, but uh, is but it Rick, a lot of this? But lot of that? Yes, but one, this wasn't written like thirty years ago, and two, sure. it's Rick Remender who wrote the comic, so it's yeah. not someone else adapting someone else's comic. It's his dialogue transitioning to the live to the big screen, and it's it is a dark and it's a really sad show, and you get like five minutes in, you're like, oh boy, we're in for some shit, aren't we? But um. Man, the character's really strong, and it's got a great style, and like it just feels it feels oppressive and sad. But like the way that comic goes, like it goes into great places, and I'm like, I I couldn't have asked for anything better. Like I'm so happy, I'm so excited for you guys to see it. I can't believe it. And when you read it and you see it, you're like, this is literally this comic. It's unbelievable. I'm so happy. Thank you, recommender. It's awesome. Uh, all right. I'm if excited. Any, if anyone has anything more, uh, say now or forever hold your peace. Uh, do not get married. I don't want to allow it. Okay, no. No uh, Ryan. Ryan does not condone marriage in any form. Any form uh, that goes out to our all of our married listeners. Only, screw screw only, all of you. Only in Skyrim when you can adopt children as well and build a house. That's the only marriage I'll allow. Excuse me. And Ooh. on that note, right. <laughs> let's get into our other segment. All right, we're actually going to start with some bad news, oh. uh, some sad news. Oh. Penny Marshall, oh. the uh, the director of Big, and uh, uh, of Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley. She was the, one of the stars. Uh, she passed away this week at the age of seventy five uh, from complications of diabetes. Yeah, man, uh, I'm looking at filmography, and she definitely produced a lot. And uh, was an actor a lot, but like her directing is it's not it's not she, as much. She is known for Laverne and Shirley and directing at the time the biggest uh, the biggest budget for a female director of film, which was I believe big. She also was Satan's wife in Hocus Pocus. Really? Yeah. Yes. Is Satan in Hocus Pocus? Yeah. The, yeah. When the person they think is the, Satan the when they go trick or treating. Yeah. They go trick or treating. Oh, yeah. His yeah. wife, who's like, get out of my house. That's yeah, the, that's with, her. with the her hair and the yeah. curlers. Uh-huh. I see. That was. That's a movie. She mm-hmm. directed a movie called Riding in Cars with Boys with Drew Barrymore, and that's a real that's a real sweet yeah. charmer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a sad one. It's a sad sad time for the industry. She really paved way uh, paved the way for a lot of female filmmakers. Uh, it's gonna be really man. Leave, she's, a, leave a big hole there. She's been working like for 
50, 40 years, man. Yeah. She's got a crazy filmography. She's everywhere. How old was she? Did you say? 75. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a long and nice life. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's still, a, it's, it's, it's young still, for this day and age. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. When you have just two weeks ago, Stanley dying of 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, but also celebrity deaths. Like, we got a lot that coming she was in a way below yeah, the she 75. She was in a Scooby-Doo yeah. movie recently. Which one? Uh, Scooby-Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. Heck yeah! <laughs> oh, man. Love it. There you I go. thought you were going to say the Daphne That's so Bell good. movie. I loved how Throne, just for reference, I loved how Throne Brandon's face was when I brought up Satan's wife in Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and you're like, Satan in that movie? Have I forgotten a yeah. whole part of that movie? <laughs> I was like, that's, yeah. a, that's an intense movie if I forgot that. I put a spell on you. Um, <laughs> then let's move on to some uh, happier news. Detective Comics is reaching its 1,000th issue uh, this coming year, 2019. Wow. March is wow. the 1,000 issue. And we've gotten a little bit of information uh, as the solicitations have rolled out, but now we have the full creator list. Sweet. Written and drawn the entire thing by the Arkham Knight. No. No? no? Oh, okay. You mean Jason Todd? Or no, I mean an original new character. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Peter Tomasi and Doug Mankey will be, who are the creative team on Detective Comics as of the, as of last week i believe yeah they just started right yeah yeah uh they will be shepherding into 1000 and they will have an original story in this in the book that will introduce a canonical arkham knight to the main dc universe uh unclear if it is going to be jason todd however i doubt it because he's currently masquerading as the outlaw that would be super dumb yeah i think it's gonna be a different character yeah uh, Jason Fabok is going to be doing a two-page spread that's going to represent the status quo of the current batman comics that's a <laughs> jason Fabok. no i get it but like that's like that's that's just like, hey, I got two pages right here. That's it. That's it's funny. That's gonna be really pretty though. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith and Jim Lee. Ooh. Will be doing an original story. Okay. All right. Okay. I never thought I'd ever see that creative team. Nope. That's intense. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev, Jessica Jones creators. That's mm-hmm. cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Ellis and Becky Clunan. <clears throat> Becky Clunan's great. Yeah. Warren okay. Ellis is great. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Dini and Dustin Wynn. Okay. All right. That should be good. Denny O'Neill and Steve Epting Denny are going O'Neill. to be doing a sequel to their story from 1976 called There's No Hope in Crime Alley. Denny O'Neill is great. He wrote, um, he did like uh, uh, the Nightfall stuff, I think. Yeah, a lot of yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, I, I have the Nightfall uh, novelization. It's the one comic book novelization I have, and it's great. Is it? It's real good. And then Christopher Priest and Neil Adams will be doing a story together. Okay. Jeff Johns and Kelly Jones. Okay. Tom King, Tony S. Daniel, and Joel Jones will be doing a story. Sounds right. fantastic. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo of reuniting. Course. Sweet. James Tinian the fourth and Alvara Martinez okay. are also doing a story. Uh, no word on a lot of these stories, but the, that's that's a hell of a creative team. Some Batman heavy hitters. If right it's there. anything like Action 1000, it's just going to be a bunch of real good stories. Yeah. 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 The Action Comics one was really good. Uh, the variants will in, will include, much like the Superman one, Batman Through the Decades. Okay, same thing. Right. Uh, the main cover will be Jim Lee and uh, Alex Sinclair and Scott Williams, so the three people that make up Jim Lee. And, <laughs> and uh, the 19th... <laughs> What? I was still laughing at that. Oh, point. okay. Uh, the <laughs> 1930s variant will be Steve Rude. It's like he's a Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> um, will be Steve Rude. And you can see all, a lot of these online, but I might, if I remember, I might post some of these up on Instagram. I will probably not remember, so don't take my word for that. Do you remember? The 1940s variant by Bruce Tim. Okay. Which Ooh. I'm totally that into. That makes sense. I like it. 1950s by Michael Cho. Okay. 1960s, Jim Storenko. Yeah. 1970s, Bernie Wrightson. Yeah. 1980s, Frank Miller. Yeah. Ooh. 1990s, Tim Sale. This perfect. 2000s jock yeah and 2010s greg capullo that's that's perfectly representative well, of those decades so yeah, okay. i'm definitely gonna be getting the 19 the uh um i'm getting the bruce tim one bruce back. tim and tim sale no offense to soups but i probably get a lot more of these variants because i like a lot of, i like a lot a of, lot these, of these a lot of these aren't like the superman ones were 
you know, clear cut homages to certain eras of that story. And a lot of these are the same, but, but they're definitely like, it's not so much we're replicating that style. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're in this one, like Bruce, Tim, I recognized it immediately. That yeah. was, this was a Bruce Tim cover, and it, because it was, I feel like almost Joker. all of these artists, you can immediately tell who it is just from, like you know what Storenko looks like. You yeah. know what Capullo looks like. Actually, Capullo's variant is the one that I wasn't too crazy about. Yeah. Uh, it's very simple. It could just be not final art, but it's very simple. Jock has, the, has a similar simple variant. Mm. A lot of the early ones are really cool though. Yeah. Uh, the Frank Miller one is Carrie Kelly and and uh, Batman. There's, there's a Bernie Wrightson one, and that dude's not alive anymore. So yeah. I'm curious what that one looks like. Uh, I totally forgot to look I bet that it's one. It's an old one that they found. Must be because the Frank Miller one from uh, what was that? There was a Frank Miller Catwoman cover that uh, was a wraparound and it was an old cover that he never got to use so they just kind of repurposed it however okay. that man is alive so it's a little yes. different but yeah Bernie Wrightson uh, is no longer with us yep. so that's cool the Michael Show one is good, is good. it I has a bunch of different here's the Bernie Wrightson one Oh yeah, that's that's that is definitely unused uh, yeah. unused art. It's it, it's kind of simple, but it's nice. Yeah, but yeah. Bernie Wrightson, you know, yeah. he's he done a lot for the other com- comic. Um, Michael Cho has like a bunch of different like uh, Batman's uh, that re- represented like uh, the many faces of Batman's or something like that from that era. Um, yeah, some good stuff. Steve Rude uh, basically redesigned the original Batman co- uh, 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 design, mm-hmm. which kind of which looks really cool. How rude! Some cool stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of these. Uh, which one are you showing him? All of I, them. He's got. I got the list out. Oh, so okay. I'm just letting him browse okay. It. Oh, that Steve Rude one's dope. Yeah, the Steve Rude one's Bruce really Tam's good. Bruce Tam's cool. Mike. Oh, I love Michael Cho. Michael yeah. Cho's one is really good. I like him a lot. Starenko. Yep. Yep. Brightson. Yep. Frank. Yep. That's that's Frank Miller. That's right. Frank Miller's current art. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah, those some are nice. solid creative teams. Uh, again, look them up, and if, again, if I remember all. Now of that I've seen all of them, I won't buy as many as I thought I would, but they yeah. still look nice. Oh, I was definitely a, buying that Bruce Tim 1940s one. Yeah, that Bruce sure. Tim one is a must. The Steve Rude one's like the go to. Yeah, also, Tim, Bruce Tim's real good. Also, yeah. I really like the 1930s one. Yeah, Steve Rude. Yeah, what was the good. um? Oh God, like the uh, uh the cartoony car, uh, Superman one. Who was? I always forget, I forget his name. He did the Silver Surfer with with Dan Slott. Mike Allred. Mike Allred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he the 50s one? You remember? Oh, do I? I have the Michael Allred one. I have the Michael Allred. I think it's like fifties or sixties because it's like the silly stuff. I think but, it's um, the I think it's the sixties. I like I like the earlier stuff. It looks because like. yeah. the fifties wasn't that the fifties was like the weird alien one, right? And the sixties was the 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 man who the whatever happened to Man of Tomorrow. Kind no, of. I think switch those. I think fifties was the. Either way, I like the early early looking ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the Tim Sale one for yeah. the nineties. No, you're. I think you're right. You're. I think you're right. The fifties was the yeah. alien one. Aliens. Yeah. Um, Mr. Spickle like a little bit like. All right, so then, let, so I think we're pretty excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to hearing what those stories are going to I'm be. I'm excited about. for the Justice Lords and Justice League with Mr. Spittlelick. Oh, is the Scott Snyder stuff? That's the new Scott Snyder story. I totally forgot to put that on there. Yeah, it's it's, it's a minor thing, but like, yeah, like the Justice Lords, like from the from the cartoon, the are like Justice Lords. They're they're going to be in continuity with the comics now. And really? Scott Snyder's yeah, I'm oh, so excited. The Sixth cool. Dimension. Yeah, I'm really I'm really stoked about that. There's a lot of cool things coming from Justice League. Yep. Uh, it's one of my favorite books that that DC is putting out right now. Yeah, one of the few that really feels like it still belongs in the Rebirth continuity. Yeah, um, which is uh, kind of a slight against Dan, uh, Dan Didio. I'll be honest. Hey, uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. Hey, uh, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna Jeff, you're, you're gone. Uh, okay, we're just gonna kill off uh, everybody you love. Bye. <laughs> Uh, screw you, Dan. Uh, Dan I'm Tom King. I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Tom King doing his best impersonation of Stan Lee. Yes. It's um, me. <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol was just greenlit for a second season. Yeah. I have that uh, written yeah, a little dude. later. I just saw that. Um, so moving on then, Transformers uh, recently ran up. It's a, 
its long, long uh, run at IDW. It's been going on for many years, uh, and it's over now. However, they're going to relaunch the title in March. Uh, IDW is starting with How the War on Cybertron Began. Ooh. So you get to see Orion Pax, I'm assuming, with Origins. Megatronus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things a lot like that. It's going to be shipping twice a month Ooh. Uh, by Brian Ruckley, who did Godless World. Okay. Angel Hernandez, who did Star Trek Discovery Succession, both for IDW. And Ron Joseph, who did Micronauts, Wrath of Karza. Oh, he draws robots. Um, he had this to say, we are eager to begin this new chapter in Transformer storytelling. We are excited to begin a tale that will be accessible and appealing to readers unfamiliar with Transformers lore while still providing the depth and drama that our longtime fans expect. It's a big responsibility, but we've got the right team and the right characters to do it. Hasbro Vice President of Global Publishing, <coughs> Michael Kelly. Thanks, Michael. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of really excited about this. Uh, if you guys have read the Transformers comics from IDW, they've been really good. They're super deep, super dark. Uh, really impactful, and they introduce a new character that has been in subsequent materials. Um, uh, what's her name? Windblade. 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 Yeah. Windblade. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's her name. Uh, and she's really cool. She's a really cool character. Uh, so that's 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 exciting. I, I'm excited to kind of read a Transformers comic from the beginning because I've been playing catch up with their books. No, I'm actually looking forward to this. I might p- start picking this one up. Yeah, it, they're books. IDW has a has a great handle on the Transformers franchise. First strike. What's what? what? That's that crossover between all the books. You're right. That is. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the cover and up to the prime talking to a G.I. Joe man. Yeah. Uh, anyone else have any more you want to add about that one? Uh, Transformers are cool. They are cool. Now, they're cool again. We'll God. talk about it a little later on the show. Spider-Man City at War. Hey, guys. Spider-Man's getting a comic finally. Thank God. It took long enough. <laughs> uh, City at War is the adaptation of the PS4 Spider-Man game written by Dennis Hopeless, uh, who... Should uh, you know you don't need anything but uh, but he's written Jean Grey and amazing. He's Spider-Man. written a lot of X Men stuff recently. Uh, yeah. Michelle Bandini uh, on art, X Men Gold and What If Thor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it will also include new story moments not seen in the game, as well as bonus behind the scenes content. It's kind of cool. Uh, interesting uh, way for people who've already played the game to read the book. I don't see the point in this otherwise. And uh, will be the first of six issues. And this work gets confusing. And the first in a series of new stories from what Marvel is calling its. Gamerverse. Now that's weird. Well, we speculated mm. um, they have some other games coming up in the future. So mm-hmm. maybe like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or like that Avengers game that's coming out soon. Or they say it's coming out soon. We haven't seen anything. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's a weird thing. It makes me wonder is this just. Is City at War just the first issue, and then or the second issue will be another game it, or, some, or another or story? Or it could just be like. I mean, this is a stretch, but like a Marvel video game universe without other games. Yeah. Actually, no. Like without having Iron Man, a game, just Iron Man as a character well, could, in this could. universe. Yeah. Well, Ryan, the thing is, is that, all right, this is, uh, this is maybe me grasping at straws here, but if you look at some of the Marvel Funko Pops, they do say uh, um, the Marvel Gamerverse. Like the, oh. Mar- the Marvel versus Capcom pops are game reverse the uh, contest cha- of champions contest of mobile of champions phone the mobile is really phone popular. is game reverse they com- they, they've had comics for that too already I think. yeah and they have pops for those too because they call them the marvel game reverse it's specifically on the yes. box says game reverse so it could that be from could, that or it could be something completely different it could be uh it could be marvel repurposing the name for something else possibly yeah. uh because I, I i bet funko came up with that first and and they're probably so i i'm inclined to believe that perhaps the second issue will maybe introduce like 
like Ryan said, Iron Man or the Avengers into the PS4. It's just like yeah, this is like universe. their ultimate universe. It's just it's their Spider-Man universe is the branching out point. Yeah, it could be. And if it does well, then like, hey, this Iron Man one did well. Maybe we'll make an Iron Man game or something. Maybe. Uh, Sparks, what do you got? I, I just, I'm not. This feels a lot like uh, when we talked about Wolverine the Long Night becoming a comic book where I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but there's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. are other comic books about Wolverine. Why are we? Yeah. Why are we making a comic out of the podcast? Now, to be fair, the Wolverine Long Night <coughs> one makes less sense than this because that's free. Right. <laughs> no, I this mean, is a $60 sure, game. sure, it is, but 40 um, Oh, sorry. No, yeah, it went down. Um, I, it just, I don't. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. I, I, don't I just don't feel like I need it. I feel like uh, I wouldn't mind it if I felt like there was a really good reason behind it. I just don't think there is. Sure. I think none of us here are going to pick that one up, honestly. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> if we play the game, we know what's going to happen. So Yeah, and the game's great. Play yeah. the game. Oh, okay. So um, there's a two-pack uh, action figure uh, for Gameiverse, which includes Mr. Negative. So it could just be one-shots of certain characters from the game. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think be. about that. Like more about Mr. Negative, more about Dr. Octopus, more about Norman Osborn. Yeah. What happened to Harry? He's bad. I, doubt, I, doubt, I doubt they'll do the Harry thing. I feel like I feel like it won't go... As far as I'd want it to, so no, it's yeah, not yeah. worth Yeah, because it's into. a lot like tie-ins to movies. Like, they can't do anything until the next movie comes out. To be honest, it's like when, the same thing. when we talked about the God of War comic. Unless they're one of the rare situations where they get free reign about a character. Yeah, yeah. like Injustice. Yeah. Uh-huh. It reminds me of the God of War comic, because like, it's a prequel, but like there's not a lot they can really do to impact that, because we yeah. know exactly where that game starts. But even even then, like they can't do anything because... Bec- any big story stuff. Yeah, they can't do anything that's going to drastically change the story, so it's pretty stagnant, and, and because you can't take away storytelling possibilities for the parent me- exactly, for media. Yeah. Um, you see that a lot with like the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-ins. Yes. Like, they can't do anything. Yep, yep. They can only just be like, we're just going to connect the dots. And yep, the a lot of connecting dots. Darcy and Selvig are going to go look and find the answers to the, what happened in the decimation. So yeah, it, they won't solve anything, though. So I know you haven't read that, but like, it's going to be ridiculous if like the Beyonder shows up and no one knows about it because no one read that little that young adult book. Right, that's like, what I mean. What like, if Darcy's just like hanging out with the Beyonder? Wait, like, nobody's the Beyonder in that book? No, I'm making no, a joke. Making, like, oh, okay. Because yeah. it's about like them finding like the source of the Infinity Stone's power and stuff, and like, what if they do some crazy cosmic the, thing that no one knows about? I've I've been. I haven't been able to find somebody who really talks about it much, which means Nobody's to me that, that there it can't be that much good information yeah. in it. Yeah. But the the synopsis on the back of the books talks about that there there's an even greater foe looming in the distance that they're they're close to discovering, and it's implying that it isn't Thanos but someone else. And well, they're going to be real close for a long time. That's what I mean. Like they they can't reveal. Yeah, they can't. They can't do it. So it's like nihilist. What are they even doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's weird. It's um a good example of that is when uh, Empire Strikes Back came out and Marvel was doing Marvel comics, comic yeah, books. Yeah. That Marvel was doing Star Wars comics, right. and they kept going. And it was like every uh, other issue would be like, oh, we've almost caught up with Boba Fett. Oh, we just missed him. And because they couldn't get Han Solo back until the next movie came out. So it's just going to be a lot of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Stargirl. Uh, The series is shaping up to be pretty interesting, I think. This is the DC Universe. It's actually happening. So Um, many things are happening. Stargirl has just cast Henry Thomas, who longtime uh, Spielberg fans will recognize as Elliot from E.T. More recently, he was uh, he started Haunting at Hill House. Yes, yeah. one of the real good. The maybe the best show uh, on Netflix right now. Yeah, he's really uh, uh, having a better than Daredevil season three. No. Okay. One of the best shows. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. One of the best shows on TV. He's I was like, uh, you've been talking. No, Daredevil season three is the goat, the goatiest goat. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it's the most. 
It's the most. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's been which, having a bit of a resurgence lately. I don't know which one I'm more offended by, the goatiest goat or the most. The it's most. the mostiest goat. <laughs> oh, he combined them. The mo- he, moistiest. He did a really good job in Haunting on Hill House. He had to act through some ba- really bizarre looking contact lenses, yes. but you, you kind of just deal with it. You, yeah. you could tell he doesn't have blue eyes. <laughs> no, yeah. But it's rough. It's because... Um, uh, it's, it's, I forget the name of the actor Timothy Hutton. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Timothy Hutton's playing the older version of him in the the future, mm-hmm. and uh, he has bright blue eyes. They weren't going to have him wear contact lenses because he's more famous. Yeah. I see. So yeah. so he they make him uh, wear so blue little, contact so lenses, so you could definitely tell <laughs> he has like striking blue eyes. I'm like, wow, those are like alien unnatural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but he's still such a good actor that you kind of stop. Focusing yeah, on sure. it so much as jarring as it is. Well, he has been cast as Doctor uh, Charles McKnighter or <laughs> Doctor Midnight. <laughs> Comic books are so good. <laughs> McKnighter. Uh, or Doctor. You get out there, McKnighter. <laughs> Clean up those streets. My name's Jonathan Batman. <laughs> <laughs> At night, it's, I dress up as Batman. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, yeah, so Doctor Midnight, who is a brilliant and forward-thinking pioneer and a founding member of the JSA. With his trusty owl, he acts as the team's resident doctor and detective. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he looks real cool. Yeah, uh, I'm, I just want us. I just want this to, to be a Justice Society show. How far do you think we'll get into JSA? Do you think we'll see see Alan Alan Grant, Alan <laughs> Alan Scott? I don't think we'll see a Green Lantern first season. I'll I'll tell you what. Based on uh, how bold, how bold they've been with Titans, I haven't watched the episode. But have you seen the cl- like the, like behind the like when they show the preview for the next episode? Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. He's fighting Batman. You see Batman. In yeah, that yeah. Apparently, yeah. it's real disappointing. Uh, that's fine, but I the fact that I still saw Batman, I'm what, like, oh, all right, all right. I'm not gonna. They they revealed why that is. is I'm assuming you haven't been. I haven't watched the yet. Okay. We're, we're, we're well, yeah. catching up. Uh, but avoid but, the news. But the point. Okay. But the point being that uh, the the way that they've kind of branched out their world, it wouldn't surprise me if Star Girl, if Star Girl does well in world building and is received well, that they'd expand her show Plastic. to include more Justice Society in a second season. I don't think the first season's going to go for it that hard, but I could sure. see a second season definitely pulling it in. Yeah, that'd be cool. I yeah. like the JSA. I like them yeah, a lot. Our um, man. All right, moving on then. Some trailers dropped. We'll start with the we'll start with the TV show. Doom. Oh man, I meant to watch the Hellboy one again. Go on. Okay. Doom Patrol uh, released a, a, a cute little teaser, an announcement teaser essentially, re- saying that this its first season will drop be dropping February fifteenth. Yeah. So Ryan and I talked about this. Uh, Cyborg looks real good. Yeah, he does. Uh, almost better. I would argue than the movie version. Hey, yeah. don't make him entirely CGI. On you low don't budget. Need it. I just. Just put man a, half his face as a cyborg. Put him in a in a in a uh, what's it called a jacket. somebody somebody yeah. should be feeling embarrassed right now. Yeah, yeah, because cyborg doesn't need like people have done people have done more intricate uh, designs than cyborg for less money. Yes, hundred percent. Like you don't need to CGI that character. It's 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 yeah, unnecessary. He, look, he looks real good. Yeah, I like I like his look. I like Letterman the look jacket. In the show. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, Sports. Uh, the the uh, actress who played not Crazy Jane, the other one, uh, Elastic Elasti- Woman. Girl. Elastic Girl. Elastic Woman. Yeah, same thing. Oh, yeah. um, is that uh, the girl from uh, Inglorious Bastards? No, the French girl. Uh oh, oh, uh, oh, Shoshana. Yeah, I don't think I don't know. I'll look it up. Ooh, I'm on it. Uh, it looks a lot like her. Yeah. Um, it looks good. It looks yeah, looks I mean, quick, it's, cute it's, little it's like a 30 second teaser just showing the characters. But yeah, dude, like, uh, see the did you see the posters. The yes, posters? they're great. Yeah. I want them all. Um, yeah, their their episode of Titans was super fun. Man, Brendan Fraser used to be so sexy. What happened? <laughs> he had some troubles. <laughs> yeah, he did. He had some troubles, but he's making a resurgence. Um, that show looks great. Is it her? 
I'm still oh, looking. He's still looking. Oh my gosh, Oshana. It's a. Uh, did you did you see this thirty second teaser, Ben Ben? I did not. I didn't even know it was coming out. I knew because I knew the Doom Patrol was coming out, but I didn't know there was a teaser. It's like for a it. super short. Yeah, teaser. so it's February fifteenth is the release date. Outsiders is January. Yes, January fourth. So it's 4th. like bang bong, just coming right out. Well, yeah, they said that out, that Young Justice will bridge the the live action shows. That's cool. Um, I love it. No, she's not. She's, she's not. not from that. Okay. Um, she's most well known for appearing on Psych. Uh, yes. In an episode. Uh, she was on a few episodes of How I Met Your Mother. She was on a lot of episodes of Two and a Half Men. Oh, I definitely don't know her. And uh, the other thing oh, she's super well she's known for ditzy. is drop, drop Dead Diva. She's the ditzy blonde from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Who dates but she Alan. is she is not. That's, uh, the that's why I recognize her. Alaska woman. If anyone gives a shit about Two and a Half Men anymore. Um, uh, all right, moving on then. Hellboy. Men, men. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Hellboy uh, released its first teaser trailer. It's the first uh, uh, thing we've seen. Of the oh, my God. Oh, my God. People are so butthurt on the internet about why this Why are trailer. they butthurt? Let me great. tell you why. Because for some reason, they are fine with recasting a Batman, with recasting a Spider-Man, but you can't recast a, 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 a Hellboy movie, a 10-year-old franchise that was dead that nobody saw. Really? So, uh, they're, they're butthurt because it's not Ron Perlman? Because it's not Ron Perlman, Perlman. yeah. Oh, like, my gosh. Like, I, think, I think a lot of it isn't. I don't, I don't actually think a lot of this is butthurt. I think this is a lot of people rallying behind Del Toro, who's wanted, who, who has recently been very vocal about not getting to do a lot of projects he, that he finished. That's 100% fair. It's and not fair to these filmmakers who got a chance. It's certainly not. And it's certainly not. And I don't, want, I don't condone, condone yeah. any, any violence or any harassment towards anything. Um, I do think that it, it is fair to say, wow, it's it's a shame we didn't get Hellboy 3. 100% agree. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this looks fine. I also think a lot of the backlash comes from a whole lot of people who aren't like us and didn't even know that there was another Hellboy movie coming yeah. or that it wasn't going to be related. So this is very jarring to all of a sudden because there hasn't been a lot out there unless you're like us. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, very totally. very casual audiences are like, that's not Hellboy. Yeah, Casey Casual's just checking his Facebook feed. <coughs> and he's Thank like, you, what a new Hellboy trailer? <laughs> they watch it and they think it's Ron Burgundy. It's Ron Burgundy. It's Ron Burgundy. And, and, and that even worse. Me. That's even, not worse Ron. <laughs> even worse. All those same people are probably big fans of Stranger Things, but don't realize that's David Harbor. One hundred percent. And they would be much more on board if they put two and two together and went, oh, but he's the oh, I like that guy. But, here, but they're not doing that either. Yeah. Because David, I think David Harbor looks awesome as Hellboy. I think he looks. I think the makeup looks great. Yeah. I think he looks really interesting. I like it. I like how his horns aren't even because he yeah. has to file them down every day. Uh huh. And also, that looks good. And also, I really like how. Oh, and real quick, I'm sorry, Ben. Um, I just wanted to touch on the BPRD symbol is front and center. Yeah. In the in this in this movie, and that wasn't in in the in the Perlman films. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, but it's just like I I love the line where he's where he get like when he first gets out of the van, that one the London police officer fires a shot. He's like, I'm on your side. Sorry, my bad. And also, when he holds uh, um, his gun for the first time, he's like, "Some dads get their kids Legos." I have a gun. This that's is, just this is interesting. Uh, it's an interesting departure from what we've seen from the movies. Uh, now I'm only just starting to get into the comics, so I'm not uh, that well well into them. But Ian McShane, Ian McShane plays John Hurt's character he from the first great. two films, and he looks fun. Yeah, um, really, I, I think he's a great. Yeah, and it's it's uh, fair. Ian McShane is like great at literally anything. He could yeah. play like a toilet and I'd watch he's, it. He's a great step. <laughs> Yeah, actually, and he. It looks like more of. It looks like more of Hellboy, uh, having a not a great relationship with his father. Whereas in the original two films, he loved his father, and his father loved him. Yeah. 
Uh, Ryan, you say something. Okay, that's my turn. Okay, so I love this trailer because as someone who's read a lot of Hellboy, there isn't a single thing from this trailer that's not from the comics. Not a single monster isn't ripped straight from the comics. Um, the Blood Queen is relatively new. The Wild Hunt. There's a dude wearing like like a bullhead riding yeah. horse. That's like from like ten years ago. Uh, this is a much younger Hellboy before he has that connection with his father, where he's still he's still young and grizzled, grizzled, and he's like he doesn't exactly know what he's doing. So yeah, like he's not good at he's, it. Yet. He's rough around the edges. He's rough around the edges. That's what yeah, I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, he has long hair before he does it in the top now. He doesn't know what he's Which doing. is also going to be weird for audiences because they've had two Hellboy films, so we're. we're but here's for, for, for oh, mainstream yeah. audiences. I'm not saying it's not going to oh, work yeah. or anything, but I understand where a lot of this kind of also Casey Casual also jarring this like the mainstream from. thing. Those two Hellboys movies did not make any money. That's why there's not a third. No, sure. I, no, no, no. That's, that's inaccurate. They made exactly the money they they spent. What I mean is, it wasn't enough to get a third movie. Those it wasn't movies, profitable. Not those movies does, did not get the audience that it deserved. Those, sure, those movies. There was not people. I feel like a lot of people who are complaining about this new Hellboy weren't like there for it a bit in the beginning. They they came to the franchise <coughs> later. Yeah. One of the things that's, that that is interesting to note is that Hellboy. Uh, I'm just going to throw out random figures, uh, and I know these aren't accurate. Uh, but say the first film was made for sixty four million dollars. It made sixty four million dollars. So that's Del not that's not a profit. Del Toro went to Del Toro went to the studio, got a hundred and sixty four million dollars for the sequel. It made a hundred and sixty four million dollars. That that is a good point. It was something you guys just said a second ago though that that Hellboy's the the Del Toro Hellboy films have become more popular post their release because yeah. of a the the resurgence of comic book films in general becoming more popular yep. and yes. del toro himself yep. yeah. becoming a bigger name yes so people have looked more into those movies so that is something that's actually kind of even more in the public conscious right now yeah because he just won an oscar yeah so it's, it's, uh, it's than, actually than a usual. difficult time to place this movie because he did just win the oscar yeah it's a little it's a little odd anyway about the trailer uh i love the look of it i love how many different places i'm seeing yeah that there looks like there's going to be so many different locations and things going on. I'm really excited. Yeah, I think I the, I I've realized that I'm really into like comic book films that take me a lot of different places instead yeah. of just like three locations. Uh, yeah, I'm really into the to the look of this film. I think the look is great. I'm not crazy about the 80s action tone, action comedy tone of the trailer. Uh, it could just not be. It's probably heightening the humor for the trailer. I guess. Hey guys, um, Hellboy's funny. I'm not saying. He, I don't know if you've seen those first Hellboy movies, but he makes jokes a lot. He's I'm like not a, saying he shouldn't be. Yeah, I, I'm not. I would never say that. Yeah. Um, so I was say you don't like uh, Billy Idol. No, I'm not saying that either. Uh, what, I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the tone for the trailer. I would. I don't think the trailer sells me on the action, the '80s action comedy mixed with H.P. Lovecraft horror. Uh, I the trailer. Well, this one on. is an H.P. Lovecraft. I got a, I got a huge H.P. Lovecraft vibe from this trailer mm. from the, from a lot of those monsters. No, I, not okay. I will say that mythology. I will say that for me as a fan already, this this has me hyped. Yeah. But I can see where this wasn't a strong enough trailer, I think, objectively, mm-hmm. to hype the casual audience. I don't think that this yes. this did a great job of of getting them in the mood for yes, it. I don't think the exactly introduction of Hellboy worked quite right. It's not necessarily tone as much as it is just the the general presentation, like the way that Hellboy comes out of the van in the trailer. Funny to me, to the casual audience, I'm like, I, I feel like it's a little jarring of yeah. an introduction. Yeah. Uh, so, the introduction. So a lot of the monsters are from mythology. Uh, there's a giant gargoyle man. Uh, he's a luchador who is from eth- Mexican mythology and he gets turned into a monster. Uh, there's a house that he falls out of. That's the Baba Yaga's house and that's mm-hmm. a Russian mythology. A lot of this movie is is less... Uh, apocalyptic stuff. Of course, you see him with the sword and stuff. That's like sure. his end goal is to summon this giant Leviathan monster. But that's right. there's not going to be a lot of that in this. Also, movie. also we are seeing we are seeing an early Hellboy 
and who summons the apocalypse, it would seem from this trailer. Um, I yeah, that's the that's him with the with the yeah. sword and the horns and the crown. That's him summoning the apocalypse. Yeah. That's that's what that's that's the end game for yeah. for Hellboy. Um, yeah, I, I think that's her plan. It's like, hey, you're the chosen one. You're the antichrist. And actually, the it. Blood Queen. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but the Blood Queen existed in his last story and that's how he died was fighting the blood queen i don't remember i definitely read hellboy in hell i don't remember if that's how he died but it's most likely around the same time period yeah, yeah. there's all guys there really so much hellboy shit even after he died there's still like 30 different miniseries happening there was a once. hellboy in hell series and then they, they've been doing like spinoffs and miniseries set in the past and uh like featuring the bprd is great uh daimo's in this and he's a uh, he's uh daniel day kim and if you guys remember when they first casted Daimo, they cast a white guy they yeah. casted the guy the deadpool villain francis right. yeah. yeah uh Ed and Screen. he stepped out because he, stepped of out. he it was brought to his attention that's real that, great yeah. and now they got they got someone who's, no, who's really right awesome. for the character that There's character's a, awesome i liked his moment yeah. That that I saw in the trailer. So I that it guy, was good. he was murdered by like a sea monster, and then he was resurrected, and now he's all scarred up. And it's, it's there's so cool. an actress in this film uh, who was in the Miseducation of Cameron Post and Hearts Beat Loud this past year. Uh, this is a big get for her. Yeah. Uh, the, she's the she's the other lead in this film. This is that's huge for her. Good. and That's, that's really awesome. exciting. I'm I'm hoping that with uh, someone that isn't her husband directing her, we're going to see a lot of good acting come out of Mila Jovovich. Me too. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Too. Also, uh, they didn't show a lot of the gore because this movie you got to remember is rated R and it's directed by Neil Marshall, who did The Descent and a lot of other really crazy Ryan, rated R movies. Ryan, officially, this film is not yet rated. It's boy, it's rated R. Just watch. We thought we if this turns into a Venom, if this is PG-13, then then this movie is going to be bad because. They were touting this movie as going for the comic being rated R, being gory. I'm like, that's what you Neil can, Marshall does. You can do I, on on just to defend R rated, uh, just to defend PG thirteen. You can push the PG thirteen limit to make a good Hellboy. Oh, film hey boy, PG-13. I'm not saying we I'm had not, two of them. We had two of those. Let's actually do like the source material. That's what I'm saying. No, but I mean, I don't think that there's any. They, they, you can't with a PG thirteen Hellboy. No, I I I agree. Just like, but I if think, you want to make a rated R Venom, make it. Don't make it PG thirteen for a mass audience. Sure, uh, I think a PG thirteen Deadpool could Except also could have for them. Yeah. Except they made a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, the I think Stupid you could do thing. Deadpool rated PG thirteen easily. It apparently, the, it apparently didn't work. Not the way they did it. I mean, like you just work around. You just ha- find clever workarounds. Yeah. You just do. My it. whole point is like. We already had a franchise that went this direction. Let's try it the other direction. We don't need to go the same exact thing. We don't need another Ron Perlman and, movie if he's not going to be in it. And that's fine, but I think if they're going to make that choice, then they got to make that choice and put it into the marketing that it is going to be that yeah. so that the people who would want to go see it go see it because yeah. if they're going to cut it down and, and make it so that only people who can see a rated R film can go see it, then they got to be marketing to them fast. I mean, we already know this is a, low, it's a smaller budget movie. Sure. Like we can tell from just this movie that yeah. it's going to be smaller budget. I just I I want it to be. You like you are you are really excited and yeah. and 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 a lot of comic book fans will be. Yeah. But it's to get to get this movie money. It needs to do. It needs to sell people like Deadpool sold people. Like Deadpool really or like sold the first Hellboy them. movie didn't sell. Or like the I mean the, yeah the Hellboy Hellboy is not a household name. It has yeah. become since uh, since. But people are going to are people. Going I also to watched see. the Hellboy trailers like the original ones. They're also bad yeah. because they don't show what Guillermo del Toro is good at. Right. But like Hellboy is now a, is now a household name, especially now that he's won the the Oscar, and that could actually go against this film because people are going to see it's not del Toro. I don't care. I don't think my mom knows that Guillermo del Toro won an Oscar and directed Hellboy. I'm not talking about people like That's your mother. The general audience. No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the 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 not us audience and not the 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 general general audience i'm talking about the casey casuals who are who are somewhat cinephiles who know who del toro is who watch the oscars but don't watch all the oscar nominated films i just think that's unfair because like we we go through how many spider-mans how many batmans i mean mean, we we no all all, the only point of it being that we we don't know how it's going to affect it my only thing being 
I like this trailer. I did. I had a good time with it. I'm. I hope that in the future trailers and marketing that they do, they they appeal more to the mass audience because I don't think this trailer did a good job of reaching them. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, that's, I'll, that's I'm really totally, all it I'm is. totally defending this trailer. I didn't think it was like the greatest trailer ever, but like, sure. I've seen some like vitriol, and I'm like, I I think you guys just need to settle down a little uh, bit. None of this vitriol is coming from us. No, I yeah yeah yeah. No, I yeah. I don't think any of us are are harsh on this. Trailer. I'm personally just excited we're getting a different new Hellboy because otherwise we weren't going to get another I am Hellboy. Too. I am too. Yeah, it'll be yeah. exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, the next trailer will sell me harder. I yeah. uh. I like David Harbour's presence as mm-hmm. Hellboy. From what we've seen, mm-hmm. I like it. So I like yeah. it a lot. The the only thing is, uh, for me, the jokes don't land for me. That's fair. And uh, yeah. and it's not like the the Hellboy comic jokes land for me. So perhaps it's just how timing, the, the timing trailer, the trailer yeah. and things like that. Context, yeah. yeah. So who knows? Uh, moving on to a trailer that actually did hard sell me. Men really, Black International. See, I'm, I'm really? the exact opposite. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I thought this was fine. I'm, I'm opposite on this. We're all the aliens for an alien movie. I am dead serious. This movie, I am hard in. I thought this trailer was a blast. I thought everything about this trailer sold me. I saw them two being silly together, and I didn't see enough aliens for an alien movie. Effects were probably not done. I, Hellboy's effects I, aren't done, and that movie has so much. Hellboy's been in pre-production a lot longer. Men in Black just finished up filming. Okay, don't release the trailer. This felt well, very. This, I, I this thought it was trailer, fine. I thought this trailer felt very rehashy of of the original. Hey, movie remember Black. Men in Black? Remember this hallway? Remember, remember uh, Will Smith? That's not Will Smith. I it didn't show me a lot of new. Yeah, oh, I don't no. think I don't <laughs> think it was trying to. I'm no. I won't disagree with that. Um, I really do like the Men in Black movies. Uh, even I uh, like one. Two is fine. Uh, I don't. I don't hate two. Uh, three is my second favorite. One is obviously the best. I think three is a blast. I, I love three. I think three is a lot of fun. Sure. Um, and I think I'm on. I think I'm alone on that one. Ben, wake up. Um, <laughs> and uh, this one, though, I like. I like Chris Hemsworth in this a lot. I think he's he's showing his his new his newfound confidence in his in this in this new acting style he's been doing. That's uh, on full display here. Liam Neeson, obviously, you put Liam Neeson in anything, I'll go see it. See, uh, uh, Tessa cr- Thompson, I'm 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 really into that that character. I wasn't. I didn't need to be sold on their charisma. Hey, I already hey, knew they were going to be good together. Emma I Thompson m- as Agent O comes back. I was so in, cool. I'm so excited. About I that. and again, I like that it's not a reboot. Uh, or, or sorry, it's not a a rehat like refresh. Like they're not rebooting. Yeah, yeah. The whole, it's it's, it's still this yeah. continuity. But like again, like yeah, like I, like like with your second Hellboy, I need a second Men in Black trailer to sell me on. Okay, I know these guys are going to be funny, but I don't come. I I need more alien stuff and there's yeah, like it, one alien in this shot for I, I i agree for me it didn't it didn't show me anything that i wasn't already aware of was going to be in that movie yeah. i sure. was aware there was going to be liam neeson i was aware there was going to be emma thompson i didn't I, know emma thompson was in this. i did know that one mm-hmm. i was aware that it was going to be tessa thompson and chris hemsworth playing off each other and that was going to work great because we've seen them do it rebecca yeah. ferguson is in this movie somewhere uh, and it didn't show me anything that made me go uh, but what's this adventure going to be? Why is this going to be so exciting to see outside of those things I already know? It showed me nothing about any of that. No, so this is something. This is a little different for the Men in Black franchise that uh, um, they have a mole on the inside. One of their agents is the is the villain, uh, whereas it's not an alien pr- threat. It's not. It's not anything like that. It's, uh, it's someone from the inside, and I think that's uh, that's new ground for the Men in Black franchise. Obviously, it's well worn ground I hope for it's spy an alien. franchises. Um, I think that. But so I'm kind of excited to see this. Th- them do something new uh i obviously i'm really pop- positive on this but i do hope that it's not just kind of a farmed out sequel which is a lot of you know a lot of studios these days kind of like hire a writer and tell them what to write 
and then they put that out. I hope it's not that. I'll tell you what. Like I'm still like I'm still very excited for this movie. Like I I'm sure it's gonna be fine. Just this trailer wasn't like the best. Yeah. I still wish I could have got that Twenty One Jump Street crossover movie. I I still because Phil want that Phil too. Lord and Chris Miller were gonna make that movie and make a silly <laughs> Men in Black movie with Channing Tatum. And I Joe bet Hill. you ten bucks they weren't going to do it. It was the studio who was going to do it. How many sequels have they done? One. I'm just saying, I think that movie sounds way crazier than uh, just doing not, another not having. I can't say anything on that, to be fair. I've not seen 21 or 22 Jump Street. I don't care. Uh, they are some of my favorite comedies of this generation. Um, sure. I mean, I could just... Holy shit, F. Gary Gray directed this. Yeah. I'm even more in than I yeah. was before. Fast, I'm, fast. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Jonah Hill, and I was excited about the 21 Jump Street Men in Black yeah. idea. That surprises me. I know. Those I know, are, so those, that, what does that tell you? Those are truly hilarious. Yeah. Um, truly. Oh, shit. What? I'm not going to tell you what this guy's written before. I want to know. Iron Man. That's the good one. Yeah. Moving on. Well, I mean, hey, man, everyone has what else? or miss. Transformers The Last Night. Okay. What Ooh. else? That's a that's a bad miss. No, yeah, but there's like 17 writers on that movie. Yeah, but that's it. Those, those two, he's wrote Iron Man and so Transformers he, 5? He is, so he's credited with, with seven. He has seven writing credits. Okay. Uh, three of them aren't out yet. Okay. Uh, two of them might actually be canceled. Oh, so, boy. So, <laughs> uh, Shadow of Fear. Nope. Uh, oh. Um, Iron Man, mm-hmm. uh, Punisher Warzone. That's a good that's one. That's a good one. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Okay, uh, that's that's ten years later. Men in Black International. How and is Transformers he, Seven and Eight? Where do you go to for where do you go to for that years? I don't know. Uh, he does have a miscellaneous crew. Okay, uh, I think probably that's nope. That's Wait, not what it. Transformers Seven and Eight? What? <laughs> yeah, no. Which might be canceled. We don't know Please. actually. Um, and then uh, there's two writers, uh, Matt Holloway and Art Markham. I'm, I am excited. There's another yeah, Men in Black movie. For I'm, sure. I'm excited for another Men in Black movie. I just I wanted something more to grab me in sure. this trailer, and nothing nothing was there. See, for me, for me, I got I want. So it's very. I think the difference here is for uh, just kind of throwing this out there. I think for Hellboy, you guys got exactly what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. For Men in Black, I got exactly what I wanted to see. Yeah. Like this is that's the trailer I wanted from from a new Men in Black film. I knew it wasn't going to be ready. Uh, people release trailers all the time, and it sold me. And for Hellboy, I wanted more, and for Men in Black, you guys wanted more. I think that's the uh, that's the difference here. Yeah, yeah, but your opinion is dumb, Ben. What, what? did you? I'm, <laughs> just I'm just kidding, Ben. Well, good morning. Yeah, good morning, um, Ben in Black. <laughs> thank you for that. I actually I enjoyed the Men in Black trailer. Hell, Ben. <laughs> um, I kind of like how um, because going off with Thor Ragnarok, I was uh, watching a little bit of it the other day, and I like how uh. I like how Tessa Thompson's character is the one who's like really driving. It's like, hey, I found you guys. You're a myth, but I found you. You're real. I deserve to be on the team. Whereas Chris Hemsworth, Agent H, is like, eh, whatever. It's oh, yeah. Like, he's like the baddest of the bad. Yeah. Agent Handsome. Yeah, where he wakes up. He's like, oh, great. You hungry? It's nine in the morning. Great. It's Tuesday. Taco's day. Hey. Where he's like more like laid back and chill. I like how Liam Neeson's in this movie. So I'm, I I'm looking like forward to Neeson. I mean, if I had to choose between the two, which two trailers I liked more, I liked Hellboy a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Whereas Men in Black is like cool, it's more Men in Black. We don't we don't do see get to see a lot of aliens, but at the same time, it's like cool. There's a Men in Black movie with character with actors who I know are well together, so I'm looking forward to it. Sure. You know, this is the other thing I wanted to say about this. Oh, uh, I hope they don't kill off uh, Bill Smith off screen. I hope not. I was. Gonna, I don't even think they'll mention him. I was gonna actually. He's, gonna, in the, he's There's an oil painting of him. I movie. was gonna say. I'd say that I don't think they'll talk about. Who's him. gonna be the cameo in this movie? Because they gotta have somebody. Emma Thompson. That's it. You're yeah. not gonna get a Willie, big Willie style. I mean, it's not like even saying, a little. If they if they did, that'd be cool. But I'm also I'm also okay with if they don't. Yeah, <clears throat> your other cameos could actually be the the pug, or the, the, pug's, the pug's dead. I was gonna say Frank. Oh no, Frank died between two and three. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's 
been a while since I watched Canonical. Three. Then the 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 coffee aliens. Oh, they're, they're in, in there. there. Yeah, yeah. In the trailer. Yeah. So okay. there you go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Show me Rosario Dawson, the princess um, of that. Show me, show me, uh, <laughs> show me the. I thought that was Halle Berry. Show me years. the female agent from the first movie oh, <laughs> that Will Smith was with. But she went back who, to the morgue. Who went back to the morgue? Yeah. yeah. And then Patrick. How Warburg. do you just go back Patrick to Patrick Warburg? Morgue. I know. Remember Patrick Warburg? Yeah. No, I remember. I remember. How do you just save? How do you fight aliens and then just go back to dissecting? He neuralized her. She oh, asked to be. She I asked to be. I don't remember anything. That's yeah. why she asked to be neuralized so she can go Feminism. back. Jeez, I don't remember anything about this movie. I like the third uh, movie a hell of a lot more than the second one. I don't know why. I, remember I remember the second one has a cool, guy, a bald alien with like a big robe, and he's always moving around. And then he opens it up, and it's just a bunch of little. It's per- a bunch little of little hymns, yeah. And alien ships. I'm like, this is dumb, and I love. There's it. things yeah. I like in the second one. Yeah. I like. Um, I like Johnny Knoxville actually. I uh, think he's pretty. Interesting oh yeah. The second one has, I think, my favorite. Uh, cover story for aliens living on Earth, which is the post office. Yes. Oh yeah, that's really cool. Where they're all living the sorting at the post machines. Office. Uh, I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. Fun. that was pretty funny. Um, the the villain for for Men in Black Two is from Twin Peaks. It's a uh, yeah yeah. The yeah. villain from Men in Black Three is from uh, Flight of the Concords. Legion as well. Yes, I know him from Legion. I'm yes. sorry, I've yeah, never yeah. seen Flight of the oh, Concords. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like man. I like Men in Black Three a lot. I think it's a blast. Anyway, um, we uh, should. I liked it. I think. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I think uh, Josh Brolin plays an incredible Tommy Lee Jones. He's the only thing I remember about it. <laughs> anyway, sure. this isn't about that anymore. No, it's not. Men in Black Four. Maybe we'll do a Men in Black episode. Eh. Mm. Mm. I, we did a Predator one. Yeah, but I like those movies. That's, I, I like I like the Men in Black. You don't like the Men in Black films. I at like all? Men in Black One. You don't you don't have an enjoyment of two or even enjoy three. I remember Rosario Dawson and a flying bald man. Are you sure that wasn't Halle Berry? That's, that's not how Rosario Dawson. That's not Berry. That's Rosario Dawson. I love the Men in Black movies. Are you sure that's not Halle Berry? Uh, I'm telling you, just like there is a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad. Uh huh. Th- this, this we mo- don't talk about I that. I thought it was Kazam. That's the joke. That's sh- well, uh, we're the joke. And also Kazam. Time warp. And also Kazam is Shaquille O'Neal. It's Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, there's a the the mandala effect is that everybody seems to recall that there's a movie starring Shin, Sinbad as a demon as a genie uh, who started in a movie called Shazam. No, that's Kazam. That's Shaquille O'Neal. No, that's what I'm saying. The mandala effect Sinbad is that everybody remembers was, the movie Shazam. Has Sinbad starring... ever played Sinbad? No. <laughs> All right. Are you spent, sure? We spent too long on this. Um, moving too long on this. Moving on. Um, anything else you guys wanted to bring up before we move on? <sighs> Not that. Did we watch anything? Did we do anything? News related. We played Smash Brothers. That's not news. That's not news. <laughs> I had nothing. All right. Then let's How much of my scotch did you drink? Not enough. Okay. Then let's move on. Let's get into our main topic. Um, I'll, t- I'll make sure to time code all this. Uh, buzz buzz. Let's get into our. I, hear, I hear some weird things are happening in the Darth Vader comics. Has anybody else heard that? He's riding no. a cool dark horse. Oh yeah, they 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 kind of made a canon that Palpatine birthed him. Birthed him. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't look that deep. So into was it actually like they made a canon finally? Yeah, they made a canon. Because that's always been like the, the fan theory is that yeah. he manipulated the midichlorians. Yeah, that's he's not canon. He's evil Jesus. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that's, that's not that's uh, what. It's, I'm fine with it. Whatever. No, it's, uh, it's either canon or they misdirected us uh, because he's having like a, a, a fever dream, a, like a dark forest fever fever dream. dream yeah. Uh, so that, that could also a be forest it. dream. Look, it's been a long time. Don't look at me like that, Ben. It's been a long time fan theory. They could do whatever they want. I hate that fan theory. Why? I don't know. I just don't like it. Do you prefer him to just be a, ben, a, just I, be Jesus? I rather. You, would you rather him be Jesus or have an actual connection to the dark hey ben, side? Uh, hey Ben, what? how did God make a baby? 
It's uh, the same thing. So Joseph Palpatine. Juice. <laughs> he <laughs> Zeused it. Oh, my God. I thought you said Jews. No. <laughs> like, what? I said Zeus. He, he Zeused it. Thunderbolt. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he came down, turned into some kind of animal, did somebody. Uh, yeah. Probably a left. goat. Yeah. yeah Palpatine came down, turned into some kind of I, animal. I haven't th- I, dude, I have not heard about this fan theory. Can we go on? Hey, guys, did it's you know? 15 years. No, guys, I've never heard about this. Did you know that in, in, in Spider-Ham's uh, world, Ghost Rider is called Goose Rider? Yes. And he's a goose oh. by day and the spirit of vengeance by night? Oh, my God, what? I love comic books. I'm <laughs> cutting all this out. But <laughs> no. did, you guys, did you guys know about uh, there's an ultimate universe yeah galactopus the galactopus yes galactopus uh, miles Morhamis. yeah there was a uh, yeah ultimate <laughs> ff lasted six issues and it got canceled and i bought the six issues i was yep. the only one. <laughs> oh man that book got so weird towards this the hurts end my yes. brain yes Galac- uh, yeah. galactopus miles more miles Morhamis came to the ultimate universe to to tell uh to tell sue that she needed to get with reed because mm-hmm. any universe that sue and reed don't get together doomed is doomed yeah D- uh, Doctor Doom Dr. and Doom. Simeon Storm got married. Yep. <laughs> Hulk. Hulk's just Hulk Bunny. They didn't think of anything clever. He's just Hulk Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. We talk. We didn't even talk about uh, sequels. There could be a total Spider Ham universe. I didn't even. <sighs> yeah. All right. Then time now for our main topic. Uh, we will start with a review of. Bumblebee. I thought you were talking about Aquaman. I'll kill all of you. <laughs> Just kidding. We're talking about Bumblebee. I didn't say shit. So Bumblebee is the sixth Transformers film. Jesus. Uh, let's get into some initial thoughts. We'll start with you, Sparks. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah? Uh, ben? Yeah, so that first five minutes, can we just have that as a Transformers movie? I agree. Please. Uh, Ryan? I liked it quite a bit. If this were the first Transformers movie, I'd probably like it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. I think this is definitely, I mean, I don't think this is controversial. It's the best Transformers movie. Oh, it is. Easy. Um, I, I will completely agree with that. 100%. Those, those opening minutes of Cybertron reminded me of the Fall of Cybertron video games. Yes, it did. Yeah. And that was awesome. Yes, I it was. I want to go back and play those. Seeing, the, oh, seeing that yeah. Optimus Prime was real rad. Yeah. Um, seeing Optimus, seeing all of them. Seeing Optimus just go around kicking ass hey, in and general. You know, you know what was great? You see RC in this movie. You do. And you know how you know she's RC? She looks like RC. You also see Cup. Two for a hot second. You know why? You know that's that's who they are. Yeah, because they look like them. Yeah, Soundwave, Shockwave, almost, Starscream, it's all of them. It's almost like it's almost like if you use the if you use the designs that people know, it's easier than just being like this is. Hmm, or Ironhide? we can spend two hundred million dollars and make it incomprehensible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm Michael Bay. Yeah. Also, you know what I that I don't like about this movie? I could see all the action. Why aren't we cutting it every two seconds like a Michael Bay movie? You know, the, the, the Michael Bay editing... The joke, Ben. Jesus. I, I, I know. <laughs> the, the Michael Bay editing has never really bothered me, especially because in 3, 4, and I think a little bit of 5, he does he does tighten it up a bit because he's so shooting his scenes on IMAX and it's harder to cut on IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I didn't like is that they always look like junkyards. Yes. Like they look like incomprehensible junkyards fighting. And in this one, they look like robots. They look like they had personalities and they looked really good. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but these but these Transformers had good has, had clear personalities. Justin. And there's not a thousand of them. There's like four. <laughs> They're, uh, and one of them dies in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Cliffjumper. Blitzwing, I was going to say. No, Cliffjumper. Oh, I was Cliff- saying the main the oh, main yeah. character. Blitzwing gets like, but also Cliffjumper. I love how Blitzwing dies, by the way. I, oh, thought, yeah. that, I thought both, uh, spoilers, by the way, if you guys don't know by now, um, it's, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, the the way that Blitzwing and Justin Thoreau's character, uh, I don't. Justin Thoreau was in this movie? He's the blue Decepticon. Oh. Um, he, 
The way he dies when he transforms and the chain gets into his that gears. That was awesome. That was yeah. great. That was real good. It's faulty manufacturing sweet. on their part. Yeah, that was a lot. That was really cool. Um, triple changing is tri- triple changing is a super cool in general. And you pointed out to me. I saw it, but you yeah, pointed yeah. Out, like, what, that one scene where they're like flying off to the satellite grid or, or mm-hmm. to the tower. Uh, he's changing, and he's you, you cut for a moment. You see, he's kind of like a narrow, thin car with just the helicopter propeller on top. Like before he's he changing, and I was like, that's kind of funny looking. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Um, one of the other things I, I, I liked about this is um, John Cena, who is an actor I really don't have an opinion on, uh, but when he... I love him now. When he's like, their names are Decepticons. Does that Does not that raise any red flags? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was pretty sweet. I like how I thought that was funny. He had a lot of good uh, just like straight face deliveries yeah uh, like uh-huh. when the guy's like yeah i shoplifted this thing once we know <laughs> 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 he, he had a lot of good moments and then shooting his buddy at the beginning i i thought john cena played well for the yeah. role he had i thought mm-hmm. he played it real yeah. well so i want to talk about the stuff that, that doesn't work as well for me uh i don't think the stuff that are clearly prequel stuff so when this film works as an independent transformers fan film it it's works. my biggest problem with the whole it movie works. Yes. but because it works as a prequel it has to have sector seven it has to have Bumblebee now have losing his voice it's the hoover dam it's S- fort mckinnon it's so all these things R- ryan and i talked about this a lot because like it, it entirely felt like at times that the movie couldn't decide if it wanted to be connected to the later films or not. Yes, uh, because it, and I think they should have just gone with not because they're already violating the timeline established by those later films. Because well, Bumblebee the was the end in, of this movie ruins because Bumblebee was in timeline. World War Two. Well, so if you t- if you take it how like if you want to do some fancy editing, uh, four or five are are erased completely by the beginning of this film. Sure. One isn't erased until the end of the film. Uh-huh. When mm-hmm. those with the Transformers Sure, hey, buddy, that's a lot of erasing. But the, but for the point is that the movie the movie's already violating it is yeah. my point. Yeah. So, they should have just committed to doing their own thing. Sector 7 didn't bother me because I could take that as a, just a nod to the previous films but not necessarily Simmons? Did you see Simmons was in it? I did see Simmons was in it. Where? I didn't see him. Simmons oh, he, Simmons just is like a different dude and he comes up and he it's not John Turturro. He's like a it's like a guy. younger guy yeah. and he comes up and he says oh, something to John Cena gives, and it says oh, Simmons on his name tag and it's supposed to be I didn't catch that. I didn't mind just Sector 7 itself being present, I think is a good just nod to the previous films, but I didn't need it to be sequel setup. Yes, I Uh, I thought that could have stayed, but then everything else I could have lost. I didn't need the establishment of of making the world work for those later films, especially because you're you're kind of breaking it anyway, so why should I care? What what works so well? I wanted them to commit to just being... Something new. What yeah. works so well about this movie is how small, small scale it is. Yeah. It's about Haley Steinfeld, mm-hmm. and and she's real bummed out because she lost her dad. She's real good in this. She's oh, really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, everything involved she's in excellent. her and Bumblebee, I loved. I thought the the, the random best friend who just shows up, I, I thought he was pointless. He was he, no, he he works to have some someone to bounce Haley Steinfeld off, and mm-hmm. and yeah. that's his only service in the plot. And he, he, he has but, no point. But in the was, end, he's you not need even that involved. character. You need that character so that Haley Steinfeld's just talking to someone. I agree, but I don't think he was done well. I don't. I don't know that I do agree with that because she was doing that fine with just Bumblebee mm-hmm. and all the scenes of him are outside being nervous uh, scared to meet her and then he meets her Which, and then in the final battle he's not even there and he shows up later for a joke because there's literally nothing she said to him like that actually mattered that she couldn't have said to Bumblebee it would have been weird if she was just talking to a car but he's a character so it's fine mm-hmm. yeah she, there's nothing that she needed to actually like get out and say and you need a little bit of romance for the now, youngins I'll, I'll, de- I'll defend the inclusion of that character I won't defend how they handled the character yeah uh, I do think that they that they should have handled him better I do think you need a character like that in the movie though I don't think they needed it but I can see where it's easier to have one yeah sure if you don't want to do the legwork of writing it better yeah um, but yeah yeah, they didn't utilize him well, so it just it's he's pointless. Yeah, I, I, but he doesn't. His presence in the film doesn't 
do anything it doesn't, for it me. Doesn't offend, it doesn't, that's it doesn't the thing. It doesn't, it doesn't amplify anything, but it doesn't hurt anything. It's, kind of, it's just there. kind of there, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of, eh, okay, whatever. Uh, so, I think, yeah, I mean, having the friend show up, I, thought, I felt like he showed a little later than he could should have. He does show up towards halfway through the film. He pretty yeah. late in the movie, and then I mean, yeah, it's great that he had that he can like bounce stuff off of Haley Steinfeld's care off uh, Charlie. But at the same time, during the final fight, I kind of like that he does stay behind because it's like, no, this is Charlie's show. She's gonna go and help be and and kick ass and take names. Sure, right. but why introduce him halfway through the movie and yeah. then not have him in the final act? Uh, Chekhov's person. I don't need him. I don't need Chekhov's gun. Um. Let's see. Uh, I love I love the whole family in this. I really like the family dynamic. Like yeah. being a young person dealing like not to get too real, but like you know someone who's lost a parent and like having to deal with that, and then you have like a mom who's like she's trying to move on because she's got to live her own life, and like the silly stepdad who just wants to be a good stepdad. I loved all that stuff. I thought it was all great, and all the stuff with Bumblebee, uh, it's great. The stuff with, uh, and I've never liked it from any of the Transformers movies, the slapstick comedy of Bumblebee trying to get through a small door. That dude's an intergalactic robot who can f- travel through space, and he can't through. F- f- through a door that always to bothered be fair, me. I'll give him. It's always bothered I, me. I understand. I give him small benefit of the doubt in this one. How? Because of the memory core being damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's he seems why a little. Okay. He seems a little more. You know, Fine. gotta learn things. All right. I think so I can accept it more in this one. No, I think it's a little unfair to compare this film to the other films because it clearly doesn't want to be. Um, sure, but they don't include the, stuff from the it. comparisons are going to have to be there, and, the f- and that's why I feel like the stuff that doesn't work is the stuff that's from the from the first five yeah. films because they that's studio mandated. You have to have this. You have to have this movie. But clearly, Travis Knight doesn't give a shit. Yeah, because he include he was able to use the G one designs, and we and Optimus at the end of the film is still in his G one design. So I've I've another uh, a thing that I'm so the the beginning opening battle in Cybertron is that the same battle that we saw in the fir- in the Transformers movies. Supposedly, no. it doesn't line up because that's twenty years later yeah. or thousands of years earlier. I don't know what's happening. It's, well, it's supposed to be thousands of years. Well, nineteen eighty-seven. Also, the designs of Cybertron changed throughout the movies. It actually themselves. looks like Cybertron. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Cybertron. It See, looks that's, better. That's, that's my thing. I'm like, I know we really shouldn't care, but we have this. We have ten years of movies that no one really likes. You know, one and three, whatever. But like right. overall, the Transformers franchise is tainted, and it's like I really think they should have just hard cut from it. Yeah, they just they needed you to make a choice. That the biggest the biggest flaw of this movie is the waffling between being connected or not. Yeah, yes. And they needed to make a decision, and they needed to make it strongly and presently. If they yes. didn't have the the final end credit scene where you see the Autobots coming to Earth twenty years earlier than they're supposed to. Then I'd be fine, but like you were just destroying the movie you're setting up. But let me tell you, when Bumblebee tr- when Bumblebee rolls up against uh, towards the the truck, I was like, oh, Optimus is yeah, on Earth. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, but it's then he turns into a Camaro, <laughs> which and and that's exciting. But it's also like then he didn't need to be a Camaro. I didn't mm-hmm, need yeah. him to be the Camaro. I didn't need him. He, he could he could have been the bug. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't I don't. Be also, different. he's supposed to be the bug at the beginning of that movie, right? Be different. No, he's, not. he's, no, the, he's Camaro. the Camaro. Oh, sorry. That's a yeah yeah yeah. Right. The joke is that he breaks the bug. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Be different. Just commit. Uh, that that was my that was my biggest problem. I love that. Decepticons actually being deceptive, and and like the humans yeah. like uh, what's the pal like friend, friend pal. pal like he's so stupid he I, realizes it right before he dies. I really like uh, Dylan O'Brien as the voice of Bumblebee. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah, thought yeah. he was really good. Oh yeah. It's I a shame that was... that voice was gone so fast, but it was yeah. real good. Yeah. I, I wish that they we had kept his voice for a lot longer. Definitely. And again, it's one of those things where we're what we're saying this film I wish had just hard cut away from All the right. franchise. I, so. Uh, I wish his voice had been able to be repaired along with the memory core later. Like Charlie had been again not connecting to the later films. Yeah. Charlie had been able to fix it because I don't mind the interaction of her learning about him without him being able to speak. I think it works and I think it's rather sweet. Yeah, I just needed to lose that eventually yes. that he could talk again. Yes, Ben, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say so. 
going back to um, Solo, one of the biggest problems I had though, that, with that <laughs> yeah, movie I said that too. Me, was yeah. how yeah. Solo got his name. It's well, a checkbox origin movie. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's effing stupid. Whereas in this one, where she where Haley Stan where Charlie's like, you kind of sound like a bumblebee. I'm gonna call you that from now. I was like, you know what? I did not mind that because of the trick. Before Optimus says, "Where is B127?" and then he shows up because like, okay, so only a few Transformers have actual names. Cliffjumper has a name. Optimus ha- Optimus Prime has a name, but Bumblebee is just B127. He's just a standard. Possibly, I'm a robot. Generic, generic, bot. Um, Genericon, Genericon, uh, Autobot. Let's, until let's he be- until he becomes an actual soldier, it's the like Casey Casual of of bots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to imagine that, like, yeah, he was just a, a generic robot. And then he yeah. like he got elevated to the status. Where's B one twenty seven? Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, so I actually have a problem with Cliff Jumper's design, which is very interesting because I've been so positive on the designs of this one. Uh, if you look at him against the two Decepticons, it's clear that they're not from the same design aesthetic, and it, like the two Decepticons, they look clear and they look, but Cliff Jumper almost feels like they plopped the 86 Transformers movie into this movie and kind of shaded it so that it might look real and metallic and they didn't quite go far enough because Optimus looks G1 but he looks like part of that same design aesthetic he looks like he looks like he belongs to that world Cliffjumper did not it could just be because he he's kind of just like a throwaway like hey it's Cliffjumper and he's gonna die maybe they just like you know exactly what he looks like so it's just like yeah this is the second time in 10 years we've seen Cliffjumper die I'll be honest I don't have it present in my mind enough it didn't bother me it It didn't bother me either you are you are more aware of it than than I am well and also quick little tiny little uh, side note that I really enjoyed I liked how Optimus's faceplate never moved me too yeah. It was, thank God. And by moved, I mean he didn't have a mouth. I mean it was just his solid. You don't face like his crazy, like synthesized lips. <laughs> I, yeah. I like Optimus with a straight faceplate. That his faceplate moves, and that's fine. That makes me happy. Yeah, because um, that's Optimus Prime. So, so let's continue talking about some of the stuff that works because I do think this film works uh, really well. I actually really like him uh, crashing in on John Cena's character first. Yeah, yeah, that encounter and that establishing the the awareness and the interaction and how they go about it. I really like that as a because you normally expect that the first person B would be encounter would probably be Charlie and that's yeah. usually yeah. how that kind of I love that it's John Cena's group right off the bat. Yeah, uh, I thought that whole chase and the way that went down was really good. Um, yeah, I really like the way that played out. Yeah, you know uh, one of the things that we're talking about like the prequel turns into like, a Humvee. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. the prequel stuff. We're talking about the prequel stuff that doesn't quite work, but uh, what I did appreciate is that they never say it's section seven. Until much later on to the film, yeah. right. because even yeah. then I was like, "Is this is this Sector Seven? Yeah, because they have the little S sevens, but they're not saying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did appreciate that there and wasn't that's, like that's Sector why, Seven. That's why I was saying like as a reference to the previous films, I think it would work really well, not as prequels. Seven. Did you and like the truck you, that's out that John Cena drives to Charlie's house? It says Sector Seven. Yeah, yeah. On it. Did yeah. you did you see, hear about the the cameo that was almost in the movie? And they almost had a G one Megatron in the ice. I was wondering. I was gonna say there's no mention of Megatron, right? Not a single one. So I was wondering. So he'd be G one looking, but in the ice still. That, See, that's that, a, that would make that's it, exactly the that's line. Cool, of like, but it'd be uh, like worse because they're rewriting oh, their yeah. own movie. That's the exact line of like where I'm. It no doesn't thanks. even work. Like thanks, then I hate ju- it. if he's gonna be in the G one design, don't even put him there. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not I'm, the Megatron that was in the ice. I'm glad it's not there because that would have been more confusing. Now I want to say. If this, if they go forward with this film franchise, if they make a sequel to this one, oh boy, uh, I am totally okay with just 
throwing away my my Transformers DVDs and just saying that this is the I this am is the too. Continuity. But I was, I was talking to Sparks. I'm scared that this is going to go the route of the X Men, where it's going to be like a decade thing or a years thing, where we have to lead up to 2007. I I don't know. I because I I think that's what I'm scared of. I mean, I know yeah. that's what you're scared of. I think if they are going to make a sequel, I think they'd do it. If there is to be another, I think the whole reason why they waffled between the two is because they weren't confident it would make money. Yeah. Yes. No, they weren't confident it would make money. Okay. And so they needed it to stay as a prequel in case they were going to leave the franchise done. I don't think the pair, I don't think Paramount is as connected to the Transformers franchise as Brian Singer is to X-Men. Yeah. And, and if they were going to be done with it, they wanted it to be able to be a prequel to that. But if they wanted to continue it, they wanted to be able to establish something that wasn't connected to Michael Bay anymore. Yeah. But that's the problem is they just need to make that choice. And Michael Bay is still a producer on this <laughs> film. Yeah. And, yes. and if they'd made the choice, then I feel like we could, we could be so if there were to be another i feel like they're just going to be like okay we're doing our own thing like this worked yes. and, and the reason it worked yeah. is because it's not the michael bay stuff so let's just walk and away for from us it. people mm-hmm. who like original transformers and want this like more bumblebee stuff that's great yeah. but i fear like for the the people who do like the regular transformers movies they're going to be like oh bumblebee 2 i thought it was going to lead up to transformers 1 this doesn't make any sense why but is i think it after a while universe? i think because the transformers franchise is tainted enough yeah. that yeah. i think after a while audiences will just accept it i yeah. i hope so i'm just I, studio interference is what i worry about it really depends i mean like regardless of how much money this is making right now, the word of mouth about it is so positive that I feel like if they were to continue in a direction that's not connected to the Michael Bay movies, I don't think the fans of those originals are passionate enough to give a shit. Yeah. No. So I think that they can just do whatever they want if they want to go forward. But if they do go forward... I, I, they will kill this very quickly if they're trying to connect to those Michael Bay films. Yeah. They Absolutely. need to just go in a new direction now. Absolutely. Because I, I can get, if you're going to go in a new direction, I can let go of the things that are clearly prequel set up here. I can let them go if you're going to just scrap all that and mm-hmm. go forward. Yeah. But go forward fresh. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't try to set up anymore. Don't try to like connect the what connected. Like, Simmons was the worst. That yeah, was the was. thing that bothered me the most. I'm like, you are trying to say that this is a prequel and I really don't like that. Yes. I don't uh, mind Sector 7. I'm okay with the Hoover Dam. I'm, I'm not a fan of the Camaro thing, but dang, like really, just leave those movies be. Huh? You, already said that, you already said that they don't really matter, so yeah, yeah. just so go don't, there. Don't try to Frankenstein connect the dots to this thing to make it, oh, it all makes sense, because then once the second you, after you watch Bumblebee, and then you pop in the first Transformers movie, 07 or whatever came out, 07. Then, yeah, and then it's going to have Optimus coming to Earth, and it's like, but he, Here, we just a, saw a, him five minutes ago. Right. What the hell? Here's, here, so here's, here's something uh, uh, to, to what Brian was saying. If Michael Bay comes back to the franchise, if he decides to direct another one, no, can we um, have, no. then can we petition to say no? No, we're I mean, not. We we're not. Work. We're not that stupid. Yeah. Um. If 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 Michael Bay comes back to do another one, then yes, I would say yeah, they're probably going to just ignore Bumblebee and and just move forward with the franchise as as they were. But if he doesn't, if he never comes back to direct another one, if he just stays as a as an executive producer, which we all know means nothing. Yes. Then. We can see some. Then Paramount, I feel like, are more into doing movies like this because Hasbro actually has a lot more say in this franchise than All than Spark th- Pictures. All Spark Pictures. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's new. Yeah. yeah, I like that. They have a lot more say in this in the in the production of these films. So I think they want to see something more akin to G One, like we yeah. have been seeing. Mm-hmm. We see it a lot in the other Transformers media. I think they want to have that synergy. What scares and, me is uh, oftentimes we get really good first movies and then the directors don't come back for the sequel. That's what I'm worried about because Travis Knight is like he's got he's got the relationship stuff and like the personal stuff on lockdown and his actions great. I don't I don't honestly expect him to come back. That's what I don't I'm, expect him to come. That's back. what scares me because this movie's not. But that really doesn't like, mean that it can't be a good director still sure. who would come back and do another. And I don't think that the sequel needs to be about Bumblebee. 
I'll no, put I don't that think out so there either. either. I think it yeah. can be a wider Transformers film from Bumblebee's perspective. Yeah, that's cool. But not about Bumblebee. Not what? a story about Bumblebee. Watch. If they do do a sequel, and this is just me spitballing. No. Act no, real Unicron, not bullshit Unicron. Okay. Well, yeah, but that's like down the line. Yeah. If they do decide to do a sequel, kind of make it like the old 80s cartoon where it's some... Um, Everybody robot- dies. <laughs> no, where robots are actually in disguise, but it's like it's from Bumblebee's you perspective. Three mo- you got three movies to get there. I don't want to see that in the sequel. No. You, you gotta have you gotta have a couple movies of robots in disguise before you get like robots are here. Yeah, I know, but it's like the but it's like the Autobots and Decepticons are fighting, but there's no main human characters. Well, you're never gonna get a Transformers Transformers movie without humans. You're you need to you humans. need to have the humans. What I like about this film is that it does it, because it does simplify how many Transformers are in this movie. Mm-hmm. You are able to not have a screaming, blithering idiot like yeah. Sam Witwicky running yeah. around while the Transformers there's, kind of there's stomp th- around. There's only three main Transformers, and uh, I mean besides side characters like Optimus, yeah. but like there's only three Transformers. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I was gonna uh, comment on the the. Um, how the prequel setup thing uh, really affects this movie. Uh, the the movies, you got to care about Bumblebee and everything that's happening with him, and that you're you're rooting for him to be able to to protect the human beings and to uh, protect the Earth and to get the Autobots there. Right, that's the that's Hell the thing yeah. you're rooting for. If you take this movie as a prequel to the Michael Bay films, there's this whole thing where they make a case about we need to catch Bumblebee because if he's here, then he's going to bring this war to Earth and all the humans are going to... That's what the bad guys say to the human yes. beings to convince them. Yes. And guess what? If these are prequels to the Michael Bay films, it's true. they're freaking right Bumblebee's and you a, shouldn't support Bumblebee. Bumblebee's and that's, a bad guy. that's another reason why I really don't want these to be this to be a prequel setup it just doesn't work it totally. also, and also it also doesn't it also doesn't work because the reason why the the transformers come to earth is to find the all spark yes mm-hmm. not to just kind of like we need to regroup somewhere yeah yeah and again like uh, go ahead ben no also because it's like yeah we should probably should trust these guys how can we have one of them frozen in our basement oh what do what i do what i do like is, is um i don't i don't like that we're that we're doing this to the guys like well, they've just given us the power to kill them if we if we don't like what they're doing. Yeah, I kind of like that like turncoat that the that the yeah. that the general does. Yeah. So, um, creating some kind of interconnected network, some we- a web of information. I was like, okay, well, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Was it eighty-five or eighty-seven? Eighty-seven. It, it, it was definitely the eighties. The music wouldn't let me forget. Yes. Oh yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, At first, I was music, speaking of music. The touch plays in this movie. Yes. yes. That was awesome. That, okay. Yeah. That was I good. I loved that part. All this stuff is like, all oh, right, A's jams. I like it. The rest of the movie goes like, okay, can we stop? As much as as much as it bothered me how many 80s jams there were, so I many. will I will give them credit for the fact that they at least for the most part chose songs that are not commonly the like eighties go tos that a lot yeah. of other films will use when they're trying to say, "Hey, well, we're let in me the tell 80s. you guys." But yes, so this th- in 1987, the year the Bumblebee took place, is also the year Deadly Class took place, and Deadly Class also has an entire 80s soundtrack. But it's all music you guys have never heard, so it's fantastic. Great. It's great. It's like real good synthy, old school, like New Order. Hold on, is okay. the touch in it? Then it's because then I don't care. <sighs> Brandon <laughs> only comes for the Bush. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's Bush, but not Stan. So. Oh boy. Yeah. So, what episode <laughs> of Frothy Crotch are we on now? Oh, 69. I, I think that is. A, I think that is a joke that I've been cutting out of the episodes. Oh, they don't Damn. know about Frothy Crotch. So, so the audience does not know about this. Not only that, I'm pretty sure that joke was in an episode, our Christmas episode, which hasn't gone oh, hasn't yet. even aired. Oh yet. no! Time travel. <laughs> Well done, Ben. You just screwed up the continuity of our podcast. And that's how Bumblebee works. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're right. Yeah, it's I screw I do. I, I think that the action sequences are pretty are pretty fun. They're clear, yeah. concise. I love the, I love ch- the chase sequence with the with the with the police with the police car. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, 
Charlie hiding in a trash can was apparently the worst place. Uh-huh. Oh, immediately she shot, shot at. Immediately shot at. Hey, but yep. you know what? She's a character who had agency and try and and helped. Yeah. No, she was. And I, I like that. I appreciate it. Unlike Sam Witwicky, she actually did. To stop. be fair, in the first film, Sam no. Witwicky does help. I was gonna say oh. Sam. Sam he did does. Help. He gives the allspark. Oh, the allspark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does do that. I'll give. I'll give first movie Sam Witwicky some pass. Okay, but what about two and three? No, he, he's pass. the reason. Yeah. Le- Optimus Prime's like, you guys can go die. Actually, in three, he kills Starscream. Oh, he, oh, does, he does kill Starscream. Oh, he does. Yeah, that lessens Starscream for me now. <laughs> I actually I actually really wish Starscream was in this movie because yeah. I think you could have done a lot with that character. Well, you do see I him mean, for a second. You see a bunch of people. At, he, he's with minute. the Genericons on Cybertron. I did, yeah. I did really like uh, the... the Ravager coming out. Yeah, that was so. That was a great moment. Yeah, the whole cla- old sound that, because he's yeah. got the synth tape sound. And I'm like, that that's me, pretty neat. That yeah. whole part. Every time we were on Cybertron, I know it's only like about. A grand we total. have two flashbacks on Cybertron, it and I was into both of them. See that the made me yeah. so happy, especially when you hear like the digitized, synthesized sound wave where he's yeah. like, "Ravage, eject," yeah. and I was like, and every time they transform, they do it. I'm like. Can't we just have this? Optimus' like, action. Optimus's action when he like when he like shooting the the tower class. He's he falling jumps off the tower. Yeah, he's and falling down a tower. Yeah, it's I'm really like, great. So cool. I'm watching. Like, just make this, Travis Knight. Can you just make this it's into a two and a half money, hour man. movie, please? This it would cost money. a lot of money. I now, know. However, it would be Aquaman money. <laughs> I know, but it looks so pretty. It looks so beautiful. Just make. Transformers War for Cybertron the movie. Just just do that. That's yeah. too hard. I know, yeah. but and, I want it. And Brandon, I know you said it before, but like. Looks so like good. we we've been waiting for like really good looking Transformers since tw- 2007. We're waiting like, to know what they look and like. They're, and their whole thing was like, oh, no one wants to see those old robots. They want them looking new and fresh. And Bullshit. Like, no, we don't. This looks great. Uh, when we were watching it, Ryan Ryan went, oh, at the moment where uh, Charlie had to dive down oh, into yeah. the water. Oh yeah. She's an um, ex-diver. And and because because of the ex diver thing, and I'm like, I mean, yeah. But it's but good, good job on the script for coming full circle yeah, and having her actually take, do the leap uh-huh. of faith because we hadn't done it yet yep. and I'm yeah. like that's cool you got to do we the dive we tried to we tried to get her to do it with the it was, touch it was it was like I almost want to say this movie was like an emotional schlocky B movie but like on a but but well done would yeah. you say a yeah. schlocky bumblebee no movie? I know I know what I was getting myself <laughs> yes. into when I said it but that's that's really no, what save it was the schlock for Aquaman my friend <laughs> where is B one twenty seven my name is. Bumblebee. Yeah, and it, the, he uses her her audio uh-huh. when when she says it when when she well, when says he what says it. Yeah, uh, I thought that was real cool. I, and the the end with Optimus and Bumblebee. Man, I like this movie a lot. <laughs> I love this movie. It was a lot of fun. Um, I think we're about wrapping up. I I liked um the the stepdad act and I liked the him family a lot. Being, yeah. uh, I was gonna say being helpful in the car pursuit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did too. I thought that was that really the good. the family the family felt. Real? Appropriately part of the story, yeah, they did, and not overly forced in, yeah. Oh, you mean like when <laughs> Sam goes to college and then the mom eats uh, pot brownies and has a, a rage out on the lawn? Hey, Ryan Professor, made this, Ryan made this terrible yeah, joke hey. to me. Ryan yeah. made this terrible yeah. joke about what he wanted to happen with Charlie's character, where he wanted to find out that like <laughs> she'd lost, she'd lost Bumblebee and she'd given him up, and then it was really hard for her to forget about everything that happened. So she did hardcore drugs and she became Sam Wiki's mom. And, oh my god! And she just she regressed, she repressed all of the memories. Yeah, yeah. So that's why she's <laughs> and just then like she's going just crazy. losing her mind when all this stuff is happening like, why? again. This is so familiar. And I'm like, that would literally be the worst thing to happen. I mean, that's, prequel, how you, that's how you do prequels badly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, I think we're about wrapping up. So why don't we get into some final thoughts? Sure. Um, so Ben, final thoughts for you? Oh, this, this is the best Transformers movie. I, I want more G1 Transformers stuff. Just give me more of that. That's please. not a cartoon. Yeah. Right, what about a rating? Oh, rating? Nine. Nine. 
Hi. Uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I like this movie a whole lot. Um, I, I think most of the Transformers movies are, are garbage, and like two of them are fine to good. This is definitely like the best one out of them. Like I would watch this over any of those other ones ever again. Uh, I'd give it like a, I'd give it like an eight. Sparks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that uh, everything in the film was... Uh, we didn't talk much about the middle, but I thought the pacing of just uh, her and Bumblebee connecting. Uh, like the scene on the beach, we didn't talk about that a yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. but that was a great moment. The, mm-hmm. the, the way that they they kind of grew their bond, that really worked very uh, kind of hearkening back to... Um, uh, kind of reminds me of Hiccup and Toothless. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Uh, a lot of that bond. I, I thought that because that relationship worked so well, the whole movie worked really well and I thought that was really great. Uh, I thought the movie was paced out really well. The action worked great. The visual effects were strong. It's definitely the best Transformers film so I'm really happy about that. I just really wish that they just committed to saying they were something different because yeah. they yeah. clearly wanted to be but they were holding themselves back and trying to still keep some loose ties to the Michael Bay films and they should have just thrown it all out the window and been like we're, we're whatever we want to be yeah. sure. I think audiences are, are smart enough at this point and used to enough changes where they could have just come in and not had that happen right? yeah. what would you rate it? Uh, I'm going to say 7.5 Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I echo a lot of what you said. However, I do disagree. I think the pacing is a little slow towards the middle bit. Uh, I do think that the relationship between Charlie and Bumblebee is really is really really great in the heart of the, in the heart of this film, uh, and it really really works. Um, I I think the action sequences are a lot of fun. Um, what I just wanted to clarify, I meant the pacing of like establishing their relationship and their bond, not necessarily the pacing of the entire oh, film, oh, because yes. I do think once they introduce like the neighbor boy, the pacing gets a little lost and yes. slow and draggy. But the pacing of their relationship growing, yeah, is what I thought works so well yeah uh, and then i echo that as well i think the pacing is it's a little slow in the middle um the action sequences are really good i love the transformers designs um this is a really solid fun film uh i would give it a about a i would give this one an eight i'd give it a solid eight i think yeah it's pretty good uh all right then let's move on all right then let's move on to our other uh review of of the day all right then time now for our second review of the show aquaman aquaman uh, let's get into some initial thoughts. Full spoilers if you haven't seen this, so be warned. Uh, if you haven't seen it by now, go check it out. Ben, what did you think of this one? Oh, First I thoughts? Liked, oh, I liked it a lot. Okay. All right. I love this movie. It's so dumb. Sparks. Yeah, I love this movie too. I had a great time. I thought this was a blast. Like I, I had a damn good time in this film. There's a lot of fist pump moments. Um, it's unapologetically an Aquaman movie. Yeah. Like, this is the most Aquaman movie. This is the most Aquaman. It's the only Aquaman movie. I know, but, like, you know, like, certain, like, movies they try to, like, do, like, Captain America, Winter Soldier is a spy thriller that Captain mm-hmm. America is in. This is, this is an Aquaman movie. It's a comic book ass movie. There is no, there is, there is no, uh, Ooh, I'm sorry. Tricorder. <laughs> this is no other movie. <laughs> this could be no other movie. No. Yeah. And this is a damn good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the effect, I think the effects are a little, uh, let's say terrible in the beginning. Um, the beginning a lot of a lot of green screen a lot of noticeable green screen but once we get underwater uh, that's where the that's where the effects really shine i noticed that the second time i saw this like and like the scene on the docks i'm like wow you can totally tell that's a green screen yep. effect right there that's a very green but screen moment everything underwater is like this is awesome <clears throat> yeah like this is amazing the underwater effects are sweet like, i even love it how their voice modulates a little bit when yeah. they talk underwater but it's not to the point where you can still understand them and yes. it doesn't sure. hurt and, and it doesn't what's the word i'm trying to get infringe there we go does it infringe on your enjoyment of the movie i'll tell you what since like this movie is like 90 percent cgi like uh, obviously you're gonna get some bad stuff well no that's what i mean yeah like if this were an entirely normal movie and there was bad uh, bad green screen i would have a problem with it but since this entire movie is cg like a little bad green 
green screen is not going to take away nothing from me. I have almost no concern. I'm not saying I'm not saying it takes away. I'm yeah. only saying that in a, in a movie where that has primarily good underwater CGI, yeah. the stuff not underwater is a little dodgy at times. Yeah. Uh, I I get that. Uh, it honestly did not bother me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know. If, if that's the cost to have the rest of the movie, look if that's so my great, only concern, like, that there's some like there's some mildly bad <laughs> green screen, then like this movie is perfect. Right. Uh, I never thought I'd ever see the trench in live action. I thought those guys looked rad. Trench I didn't think awesome. I would ever see a Julie Andrews giant monster I, either. So there's a lot <laughs> of things I didn't, I didn't think I'd there's see. There's a lot of things in here I didn't think I'd, I didn't think I'd, I'd see. Like Aquaman this. eat a rose. That was uh, delicious. First off, like just this live action movie that mostly takes place underwater. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've have we haven't had that. Very it's ex- never happened. Very expensive. This is a this is a lot of fun. It's definitely a swashbuckler film. Their hair looks great underwater. Yeah. Oh. The hair effects well, underwater were so really good. It. So Dolph Lundgren, he was the king of Zebel, right? He's so good. I mean, hey, I'm loving this Dolph Lundgren renaissance we're having. His yeah. his hair that flows at, when you go first see him at the count. I like how Orm's hair is like all slicked back and Volko's hair it looks is like a, a fin, a nice top yeah. knot. I don't mind it, but so does Volko's. Dolph Lundgren. His like his hair is just like flowing nice and free. I'm like, yeah, I just want to put my hands Sparks through it. Now, as our resident shark expert. Yeah, uh, sharks standing still. How do you feel about that? It's a comic book movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm drawing the line at ooh shark, like if I can watch Deep Blue Sea, I can watch sharks stand like swim yeah. still. And to be fair, they were they were swimming like a little bit forward, like they were kind of like uh-huh. gyrating in in gyration in a small space, but they were still like they weren't still. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of cool underwater <clears throat> sea monsters in this. Um, the uh, the Seven Kingdoms. That's a, that's a so I. That's I a said, newer thing. Yeah, that's a newer thing. I said I said that this is most of this film, all of this film except for the origin stuff, comes from Jeff Johns' Aquaman run. Oh yeah, like there is totally. the the bits in the desert, the trench, the there's a throw, there's a, a there's a little throw to the th- throne of Atlantis. Doctor Singh. Uh, Doctor Sin, Doctor Shin. Shin. Uh, who uh, his second comic book appearance? This guy. Yeah, uh, 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 Randall Park. Year. Yeah, he was an Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I when he popped up, I was like, "Is that Doctor Shin?" I'd see, yeah. At first, <laughs> I didn't get it, but then the end credit scene I was like, "Oh, duh, duh." Yeah, right. Uh, and that, that's straight out of uh, Jeff Johns' Aquaman run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff where we find out that uh, Alana is alive at the center of the Earth—that's yeah. part of Aquaman's run. That was a whole thing there. Aquaman. Um, yeah. the she's great in this too, by the way. She Everyone, is. Everyone's good in this. Pretty yeah, much. I, I I think Jason Momoa is a lot of fun in this. He's super he's super charismatic and yeah. super charming and 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 really great. Hey, um, uh, Brandon. Bogies are six. What does that mean? Bad guys behind. Behind. Bad guys behind us. Bad guys behind us. Did you say that? Bad guys are behind us. Yeah, that was a that was really good. Uh, I think Patrick Wilson's a lot of fun so in this. I, I hey, Patrick Wilson is, by the way, older than Jason Momoa. Yeah, but you <laughs> he's know, he's playing his younger brother. You know how. It no, goes. but I love <clears throat> Patrick Wilson in this movie. Yeah, he's great. He's Ocean Master. Yeah, yeah uh, I want to get all my negatives out of the way because I don't think I have like any. Sure. I really like this movie a lot. Um. I think Mara is a really awesome character. Uh, she does a lot of cool stunts and cool water effects. There's not much to her actual character, though. She's kind of she's kind of the sidekick. Oh no! See, I disagree with that. I actually yeah. think there's there's there's, there's <clears throat> a lot to her character. Show me the depths. With the um, is that a water <laughs> pun or are you trying to <laughs> as fight sa- me? As soon as I said <laughs> it, it became it. Because um, I think that with the stuff with her dad yeah. Uh, yeah. is really great. You know, the kind of the stuff like she's playing both sides, like you see with Volko. He, he's playing both sides. Like we're with King Orm, but we really are backing King Arthur. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he sees uh, uh, the King of Zebul, and he's like, "You can't. You have to know this is insane." And then like this realization. Oh, you want this too? Yeah, yeah. I like that part yeah. when they're doing the Ring of when Fire. When they're going to, uh, yeah, and before they go to the Fisherman King, which, by the way, they murder the Fisherman King. Yeah, poor Jimon Hounsou. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah. the, the, the poor little queen, the poor little girl, oh, princess yeah. who becomes uh, the queen. Princess. Politics, I love it. Yeah. The, your king is dead, long live her, his heir. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, yeah, the trench in the comics were revealed to be a were revealed to be one of the seven kingdoms of Atlantis, uh, but they w- had devolved. So they kind of ran with that theory. Having Zebel, we've always known about them. Yep. So initially there were two kingdoms of Atlantis, Atlantis and Zebel, and they didn't like each other. And in this one, the seven kingdoms are still around. Mm-hmm. Um, the deserters, which, are, which were lost uh, to time, the... Uh, Dinosaurs. The, the trench... Then the uh, then there's another one. There's the fishermen, and I like how the each the kingdom, brine the brine the crabs. I like the, how the, each kingdom evolved in different ways uh-huh. depending yeah. on how that they, was really cool. Yeah, how they fell. Like, like the opening expeditions <coughs> is like some advanced, some regressed. They like they they look at the trench and then the 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 brine kingdom. Yes, and then there's like and some were just lost, like the deserters, the lost kingdom, crappy. Because if you really have to kind of pay attention to the dialogue, because there are some there's a lot of exposition. There, well, there's not only that, but there's some things I missed, like the deserter kingdom, because when they went to the, go to Sahara Desert, I'm like, why would there's because um um Mira was telling Arthur that yeah, this used to be an inland ocean and then it dried up, and when it dried up, that they all died. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that kind of makes sense actually. Uh, it, not just having Khal Drogo in here, like it did remind me of the political. Please, stuff Conan the Barbarian. Jesus, I'm sad. That's the only one that you've seen of that. Uh, uh, it reminds me of Game of Thrones with the political stuff because it's about it's about political intrigue and like using yeah. factions to go against other factions and like uh-huh. I'm like, man, this is this is all good stuff. Just to be clear, my my first my first uh, my first connection with Jason Momoa was from Stargate Atlantis, not from yeah, Conan, yeah. not from Conan. He, he's good in that. Uh, I wanted to go back you because you we were talking about Mara because you want to yes. talk about negatives and you were gonna tell him about the depths but you talked about her dad and then you talked about the kingdoms oh no I, so like, didn't I really like her I, think I know she's no, good I know I but like he her. challenged like uh, the portrayal of her which is something I wanted to I, I what I mean is I didn't feel um <clears throat> her em- I didn't think her acting I didn't buy her emotions like I didn't feel the betrayal like I thought it was kind of like yeah she's there saying these things because I think I, I felt more about Duff longer than I did her to be honest I actually think she carries the film when Jason Momoa can't because Jason Momoa has a lot to do in this she is film. very pretty so it's easy to look and at he's I mean. not he's not he's not an experienced enough actor to carry a movie like this um, yet and I think given time he could be but when he can't it falls on Mara's shoulders and I yep. think she is confident in her portrayal of this role that she yep. does carry this movie when he cannot and I think she's very competent in the action roles and I think she's really good in this movie mm-hmm. uh, I, I do think she's she's solid and I think there's more to her character than people give the her credit for I think, I think for both of them um I could have used more, man, it's not even like the scenes weren't there. Um, I could have used something that, that pushed me to have more insight into both of them a little more. Sure. Um, I, I think that's some, it, it, uh, it lies somewhere between a script problem and an Oof. actor problem. And, and, and I don't want to do a pun, but it's a lot of it kind of feels surface level. God no I no I, but 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 uh, I I know what you like, mean like I got, like, uh, like I got more depth from like like I'll tell you I'll tell you the, the best example that comes to mind is what the the scene uh, after uh, Arthur wakes up with the seaweed and they're yes. on the boat and she's playing she's playing the instrument before and, they go to the trench she's and the uh, and there wasn't I'll tell you what it is it's that there wasn't enough. Uh, being done to convey to me both both on an acting level and written level the relationship developing between the two of them. Okay, sure. They individually strong together not working. No, uh, I'll, that, I'll that accept, comes I'll, out of nowhere. I'll and that, that scene, that scene needed more. That moment right there where he's talking about how 
Black Manta's his fault because he could have saved the dad and all that. That's the time when they could have opened up more because there's an opportunity for him to talk to to talk to her about her playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. To like, it wasn't enough. Sure, I'll go. With that, that needed to be I more present. That That's I, a minor thing, but that needed to be more present. I um, think their chemistry is lacking. Yeah, their romantic chemistry specifically. Yeah, and and I think that needed to be built better because it would have been fine to me if they didn't kiss at the end. Sure. Uh, if if that were saved for a later film. Okay. But because that happened in this movie, I needed more development of that. Yeah, I'll shoot that. Um, but but that's that's where I felt like that that emotional connection, that yeah. heartbeat of it, yeah. that was missing. And, again, and to be honest, I don't think we needed it. That's the thing. I don't think we needed the romantic build it thing. Up. Yeah. I didn't mind the interplay being there, but we could have gotten there in another film. Sure. I think there was so much else going on. I didn't need that. So without that kiss, I wouldn't have felt like there was a vacuum of not being established. Yeah, and that, but that comes from James Wan <clears throat> feeling like he needed to do everything in this one I, movie. I get it, but but that's that's the thing that I think I'm and again, on. on the, the this is my one negative, and it's not. I, I didn't dislike her. I right. just, I, I kind of wanted a little more from her. Sure. That being said, I still liked everything about her in the movie. I, yeah, yeah, and and commenting on Mira, I was going to say I I really admire and praise the decision to have her decide when they're having the battle, uh, the first one mm-hmm. that she's like, all right, nope, and she gets out of her thing and she goes and she attacks Orm and gets Arthur out of and there. She's like, him, everybody's yeah. going to know uh-huh. I can't go home. This is it. This is the play, and she makes that choice because they could have gone about that a very different way. That's not usually how these stories play out, and but she, she get, put like, herself out there like or anything like halfway that, like, through the yeah. film. And, she has her own and made her stance clear, and I really appreciate that they made yeah. that choice. Yeah. Uh, this film is everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah, like it's James, bold, it's big and bold, and it works. James Wan puts a lot of it this, and and sometimes the dialogue goes into corniness and hampishness, yes. and that's where I loved um, it even more. Yeah, I, I I think those are the I think those are the weakest bits because under more and a more experienced actor than Jason Momoa, and I, I don't mean to slight his acting. He's yeah, I yeah. think he's good, but he is uh, he doesn't have the the career yet to to really. He's drive not this at the forward. rock level just yet. They put they put so much into this movie. It's it's just an unfathomable amount. It really is. You know yes, what? Thank you. Keep them coming. <laughs> Both of you can just <laughs> f off. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> I think he he delivers lines of dialogue that a more seasoned actor could probably figure out a way to deliver, and he just delivers them, and it comes out a little corny. And <laughs> yeah. I think that I think that's a. F- I, I think that's a failing on him just not being at the level well, where here, we can uh, see him be. I, I'm going to slightly disagree because this movie is a is the most expensive B movie ever made. Yeah. It is It is dudes in rubber suits at the bottom of the ocean, it's, but with $200 million instead. It it's is, super cheesy. It is a modern day Flash Gordon film. Sure. hundred billion. That's really percent. what it is. That it, I got a lot of John Carter vibes from it too. Yes. It's it's very much in that vein. Um, so his, his, I was going to say, like his corny and jokey nature actually works pretty well in this movie it, it rarely bothers me i sure. feel like it's always it's never ill-timed this it's is a in movie place it feels in character yeah. I, I told ryan with an like, octopus with it playing the drums one, everything's on the board it's one all of my favorite table. moments of mo- a moment that just like i thought was so good for arthur in Italy? jason momoa's portrayal of arthur and cracked me the hell up was the selfie moment Oh yeah, where they oh, want to take yeah. a selfie with him, and then it's awkward, and then it just cuts to pictures of them picking him up, and then yep. him having fun, and then them drinking and them fighting. And yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. everything you, right there. You mentioned you mentioned Italy, and I want to bring this up real quickly because there's actually something else I wanted to touch on. Ooh, touch um, it. The uh, I love seeing him, and I saw this. We see this in Wonder Woman. I love seeing him save people during a battle. Yes, yeah. same. That little girl. That, Excuse me. That is. Girl. That is great superhero stuff. That yeah. we see that with the Avengers all the time. We saw that in Wonder Woman. We don't see it in Man of Steel. Screw <sighs> you. Um, but real quickly, uh, talking about negatives, uh, my only other negative would be, again, uh, when you're not underwater, the suits, 
the the gen, the generic like uh fish people suits the Atlantean suits the Atlantean suits the, what are the the, the freezer guard the freezer guard freezer force they <laughs> now I like the designs but the material they use look fake oh yeah they I, look like those are rubber I love they it. look like so, they're rubber I love it yes. a lot because again these are underwater depths our armor so when they come up on the surface where there's light then it's never been seen like this it's gonna look goofy again this is the most expensive cheesy b movie ever you made you keep saying that and i want to yeah. i want to i want to attack that i want to attack, atta- attack that attack that, that 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 theory that they they keep what? bringing up the idea that because that it's a b movie we yeah. should give it we should just be like nah screw it no, I, but I, I don't I, think it looks bad because i they're trying to make a silly think, fantasy movie but i think we need to we need to accept that when it does that that you know, there's there's more that could have been done there because there is a lot of money in this one, and it is set. It is but I disagree that it looks bad. The, it is supposed to be set in the worlds of DC, and we've always seen every everything look so good and visceral and realistic. Hold on, so uh, I, I'm I mean, going to use to like BVS. Hold, hold on, so I'm going to use the Flash Gordon comparison again. Uh, in Flash Gordon, their costumes look, you know, silly, um, but they're but they're in tone and in 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 uh, they feel like they belong in that world. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did not feel like the Atlantean armor on on Earth didn't belong in the world the film was showing me. Yeah, that worked for me. I thought it l- worked in the visuals that they had set up. I feel it like didn't you have to like to me. But bl- it, there's so much going on. But the blades don't look like blades. They look like they look like sty- they look, styrofoam. The the I don't the, think they look like styrofoam. The the things that the the helmets that they're wearing look like look like they're 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 rubber plastic. I don't agree. Like, I, I, I disagree. Just, it just they, doesn't they work, work for me. That's that's they're, fine, but they're, that's, they're water they're water cooling things, and you see them in the water. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the design yeah. is good. I'm yeah. not I'm not attacking the design. I'm talking about I'm attacking the material they used. I, well, that's what Atlantean material looks I'm like. I'm talking about the material that the filmmakers no, I know, used. But I, we both disagree with how it looks. I think for if this were Batman versus Superman and it was super bright in a dark movie, sure. But all of this is super bright and super silly. Thank I God. you take I take all of it in, I, and I like all of it. And nothing, nothing bothers me because you see an octopus playing the drums in this movie. You're gonna see silly shit. It's not gonna look. It's not gonna look all uh, regular. I just, I just, I just think that the costume design there could have looked better, especially with the amount of money they put into this movie. Now, yeah. I actually think the costume design was fine because it looked. Because you know, every if you look at every single underwater movie, like movie that has like people from Atlantis or whatever, there's always that underwater aesthetic. I thought this movie like nailed it perfectly, and I have to I have to admit I love the use of those practical costumes. Oh, sure do I. So and do I. Bla- I, I, I think, think Black that, Manta. Think Orm- let me finish. Let me finish. I think that Black Manta's costume looked the best. He was so good. Black Manta's practical costume good. looked damn I, beautiful. I, I was about I was just about to say uh, I think Orm uh, Ocean Master Aquaman when he's in his costume in, mm-hmm. in his classic costume. Oh yeah, that was uh, amazing. Mara. Uh, and Black Manta, as you said, I think those all look really great. Everything looks so much better than Justice League. Oh my god. Uh, uh, there's a lot of dudes that get in that Atlantean armor. There's a lot of dudes that get in that Atlantean armor, mm-hmm. both the red and the white. Yeah, <coughs> and they're the all practical and they're dope. real people doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would rather have that many of them than have only a few of them and the rest be CGI, uh, in order for those guys' costumes to look better because sure. they had to make so many of them. And I think that they look good. Like they didn't. Bo- it didn't. Literally, never cross my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. didn't bo- cross my it, mind at all. I, it, look, it does take me out of the movie when I see that. When I see those those costumes, because I'm like, everything else looks so good. Why do these look so shit? And I use and I use shit. I'm I'm being harsh. Um, <clears throat> they don't they don't look terrible. It just does take me out of the film because I'm like, you have a 250 million dollar movie here. You could have made these look like they were made of sturdier stuff. 
It looks I just, like I just don't it looks like that. I could punch a hole through this. I, I get what I get that that's a thing for you, but I I don't see it at all. Yeah, I really let's don't. Let's move on. Actually, my, my <coughs> what about the red ones? Do you think the red ones look bad too? I, all of the Atlantean armor, all that of them? They're, that they're that they that the um the, the generic uh foot soldiers are yeah. in uh bother me. Okay. Since we're talking about costume stuff, though, Ocean Master's mask was bomb. Yeah, yeah. His, oh, his that was like brow. the one piece. That was the one piece of CG where because it, it moved with his eyes. I was yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's so cool. I thought, I thought Ocean Master's uh, costume and, like I said, Aquaman's costume. I think both of those look really great. Yeah, um, Buckman is so cool. It he's is. the coolest, you guys. I, I, you know what? I think he's underutilized in this film. He hundred percent is. And yeah. I, I almost feel like I would have rather him not have been in this film, so you could give him his due as a as a villain, as it, the arch nemesis of Aquaman. It doesn't bother me because he'll clearly be in the next one, yeah. and there will right. be a next one. I really hope so. Um, it actually, it's, it's made so much money. Yes, yeah. they will. So here's my negative. Um, there are some parts of dialogue. I mean, I get it. Yes, Ryan, you've been t- saying this is the most expensive, most the best B oh, movie no, ever I, made. Oh, no, I can't defend there, some of the choices. I just yeah, don't mind There it. are some dialogue choices that have just made me cut. I mean, just the way that some lines were delivered, just some lines. I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. But there are some lines, there are some dialogue choices that I was, I'm just saying, going, really? Oh, like one of them was like, what do we hit? No. Something hit us. I'm like, you're in open water. You can't hit anything. There's literally nothing to freaking see. Well, I'm sure submarines have once, have once or another. Have you ever seen something. the Meg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but when talk about a shitty B movie. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, th- good things now. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything else. I think that everything. I think. Uh, can we can we talk about Julie Andrews? Because I really just want to talk sure. about. Sure. You Julie mean Andrews Crab Godzilla? Yeah. That is something my girlfriend said. That that's not me. I was calling. It doesn't it even look like a crab. It has pincers. It has, it has the. It two. totally has the. Tr- it has it pincers. Has the it, it has pincers. It has tentacles. It's like it's literally your worst nightmare of the sea come to life. She's never named in this film. Uh, yeah, the, it's the the, mon- the monster species she is is named. The it's cro- like a crawhand. It's almost like a kraken. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not a it's not a kraken. Car- yeah, Carneth. Um, something. We're all all wrong. Yeah. I think. Fudge is um, a kraken. It's she, <laughs> she is what I believe to be playing Topo. Uh, now, in the original comics, Topo was the drumming octopus, as we see in the movie. Um, and I feel like that's the reference to the original Topo. I think she is the Jeff Johns Topo. Uh, when when he came on the, bo- on the book, he, re- he reimagined Topo as a giant monster. Mm-hmm. And I think that's who that is. Uh, and if it is, I'm so in. Because uh, I think... I think Man, when 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 she when she when she barge, barges into the to the final battle with That's Aquaman riding her, pretty sweet. That was the most amazing thing I've seen in cinema this year. Uh, that was really that was really that great. was that was pretty sweet. I love Lord of the Rings battles that are underwater. Carathon, Carathon, there, there it is. Carthen. Whoop, there yeah. it is. Um, I, I know I I'm. I will concede that I have nothing to that I can do to substantiate outside of I. I just didn't think that that thing and Julie Andrews were the same thing. <laughs> I understand the logic that it should be, but the size doesn't make sense to me, and I did not see the same tentacles I can under- on I on can- that creature in the battle scene that she had when she was interacting. They didn't with Aquaman. specifically say that like. <clears throat> I'm going to help you and we're going to break out together. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it kind of silly for them to introduce a giant monster that's never been introduced at the end just just because he can? I mean, I, I agree with that logic. Yeah. I just I just did not... There was definitely, at the see end, the tentacles, fact that the two, sure. No, I know there are yeah. tentacles. They don't look like the same tentacles, I, I mean, yeah. I, design-wise. I, at, at the end of the movie, I thought they did. I... I'd have to watch it again. I think it's because it was so the, the I, camera was so out. And I'm it not looking. Smaller. I'm yeah. not looking to die on this yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, as uh, casually viewing the film, 
the two creatures seemed like separate entities to me. She was so massive when interacting with Aquaman. Maybe uh, she just size, has a really the tiny head. The size doesn't translate the same to me. Maybe her head's just really small and her body's big. Uh, yeah, that could that could be it. I I think uh, the final battle with Orm and Aqu and uh, uh, the Brian. No, no, no! The final battle between Orm and Aquaman. Oh, when they're on the sh when they're on the ship, I thought oh, that yeah. was really good. You guys, there are multiple. I don't know if James Wan likes Metal Gear, but there are multiple Metal Gear uh, sequences, and I'm just like the opening uh, sub sequence with Aquaman and, and the mercenaries. Yeah. I'm like, this is Metal Gear, and then the final battle of Metal Gear Solid Four Ar takes place on the top of a submarine, and they're doing fist to fist hand fighting, and it's like this. Arthur is taking out the pirates on the ship was on the sub. It was great. The beginning was a great was awesome. action. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. Uh, All the I action's think awesome in this. The yeah. action, the action sequences are really are really good. I love when uh, when Aquaman does the. Does the trident spinning independently of his hands bit? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which looks real bad as CG, but it looks real cool as, yeah. as just part, a movie bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there, there's just no way. Like when Volko is do, is doing it too, and you just see his hands and the the, the thing is and it's spinning is, like three times faster yeah. than his hands possibly. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna land yeah. here. Um, uh, I really enjoyed the fact that Arthur does leave Black Manta's father. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I like that that choice happened, and I like that and he it haunts him, and that and I like that it comes up back yeah. back later, and that that it is part of what affects his decision about who what kind of person he needs to be from yeah. here yeah. on out. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy that they went that route. I yeah. thought that worked really well. I didn't. It didn't feel like BS to me yeah. uh, the way it was played out. In the Jeff Johns run, I think uh, Tom Curry kills Black Manta's father yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. And I think they they both swore revenge on each other because of that. I'm not a hundred percent. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Fathers killing fathers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I wish there was more for Black Manta to do, and I know they're saving him for a sequel. But it's like, look, if if you if you were just if you had the moment with the mercenaries and then just like tease the Black Manta uh, reveal towards the, for the sequel, I would have been more into that one because I feel like I would because I, I just wanted more from who I wanted more from Aquaman's arch nemesis. That's, I think that's to show how good the character is, though. Like you want more of him. Like I yeah. I I wouldn't want to remove him. Just because, like, we got teased more of him. Like, the action scene in Italy is uh, incredible. Oh, yeah. And him, like, revealing who he is yeah. and, like, Ivan landing armor, I can take you out now. And, and Arthur starts losing. That's awesome. And again, you lose the whole thing of it actually affecting Arthur's decision about yeah. who, what he did and who mm. he's who he's going to be from here on out. Because he I, didn't I think want to be a hero, but he, like, he, he is a hero. He it is, a it hero. is that emotional setup that's, that's all needed right there. I, I think it actually works really well. Um, I really like that fight scene between them uh, later when he has the black manta suit because uh they constantly are getting the upper hand it's not like a one-sided fight they're constantly overdoing yeah. the other until uh aquaman finally knocks him the hell out but oh, like that yeah. action chain, scene he, is so good like, uh, chain nunchucks. a chain bolo it's crazy oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um what was the the sequence with the trench yeah is awesome it's beautiful um it's Gorgeous. so intense I, I had a feeling that it would be from the trailer when we were seeing that yeah. flare shot no, it's so intense you see them all swarming around uh, and it goes for minutes and they just keep swarming in more and, and more it's of so, them and it's terrifying it's yeah. so unrelenting and so awesome and so gorgeous now what if you guys remember a while ago i watched the dc anime movie throne of atlantis see and i mm -hmm. said how how i was scared for this aqua movie because it looked like they're just ripping that ripping that off well they're both ripping off the comic oh no shit it's true but this 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 Aquaman movie was so so much better because in the Throne of Atlantis movie the trench was just there it was, they were just like oh it was in the books we have to throw it into the movie whereas the trench actually served a purpose they kept mentioning your mom was sacrificed to the trench okay we have to go to the trench you mean where my mom died okay cool you go in you see how creepy these monsters are and it's like this is really really cool and also to, just the way they look how to train your dragon too 
Yeah. It, also, it's terrifying. <coughs> and then you go into the portal, which takes him to Aquaman. Yeah. yeah. At yeah, Lana. Yeah, what was the... Um, I love Django. The Hidden World or something. like The, the Lost Sea. The Lost yeah. Sea. I think is what it's called. Earth's Core. The, um, the Hidden Sea. The Hidden Sea. I was, we were all yeah. right in our own way. Yeah. Um, I thought the tra- when the trench show up, when Aquaman can, can command the trench, and Ooh. everyone's like, oh shit, he has the trench. He's yeah. obviously the king, and then <laughs> Dolph Rundgren's like... He, yeah, that guy's yeah. king, all right. Like he's got the trident. He's got. <laughs> the he, has, he has control of the the, the seven seas. And it's like, well, that's your king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you better it's go. Like, you it's better true. go. <laughs> it's like, and Mara comes in. He's like, you are breaking our most sacred law. And then some bad ADR shows. I was like, it's true. He has the trident. All right, let the girl speak. <laughs> then he is your king. All right, he's my king. All right, cool. Let's let's kick ass then. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of side characters. There's like there's uh, Willem Dafoe as Volko is like his teacher. He's 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 a fun little character. Uh, kind of talking on on his character a bit. Um, I thought the flash. Flashbacks related to him were were timed very well throughout yeah. the film. Yeah. I, I felt like they and they never took too long. Nope. They got across the point of why they were there very quickly. It's how you do. It's like it's like a two hundred million dollar episode of Arrow, <clears throat> where like good transitions between things and stuff. I'm like, yeah. wow, this is how you do it. Yeah, right. when it, as like the bit on the on the cliff is like this is where Volko taught me how to how to how to swim, yeah. and it just yeah, it's it rotating like, around, rotate around him. Uh, mm-hmm. He did a lot of great single shots roaming around large Dude. battles and things that were going on they they looked wonderful I'm glad I didn't mm-hmm. watch uh, uh, the whole clip online but like there's a there's like a one shot of of uh, Mara, run, Mara running on the roof yes and I'm just like this is all one shot and then the camera cuts way back and then it zooms in on Arthur doing something I'm like yeah, this is with some the bell yeah. this is some incredible shit you got here Mr. Wan good yeah. job buddy I'm sure there's like some some uh, uh, crazy editing like bird oh of yeah. course oh, but, it's still, but it still it looks, still looks so it's super good impressive. it yeah. looks like it is all going on the same time because yeah, like the the hallway fight in Aquaman and Aquaman uh, Daredevil season two yeah. is uh, edited and you can tell but it's still looks you really good. Watch I, and I think it, what was so good about it is pretty much every single thing that was taking place underwater that wasn't like a talking moment was uh, a free flowing camera. So yeah. it really made you Very feel like fluid. you were underwater because oh, the yeah. camera wasn't still. It was kind of traveling around showing and you the scope of the world hard. you were in. Every single time, people are just always like moving around like they're swimming. Yeah, and like if you see behind the scenes, how silly it looks. It worked. It worked. It and worked also, really well. And also, even the the uh, I don't want to say the focus, but the way the um the shot looks like, because obviously everyone's staying still, but they're trying to flow. But the way they make it look, it's like you can because you know when you when you're underwater, things yeah. are wavy. They're not like solid straight. Right. They got that down pat. I was like, this looks so good. Yeah. I believe, I fully believe that they are underwater. And this is like the first time that, that any filmmaker has tried to do something like this. Like, it's the first like real underwater movie. And like, man, for your fir- for the first time, it, they pulled it off, I think. Yes. As, as well as you possibly could. You know what? I'll say it. Yeah. I think Aquaman deserves the Oscar for best visual effects this year. Uh, uh, visual have you seen effect. Thanos? Visual effects. Yeah, have you seen Thanos? Have you seen Aquaman? Yeah, I just watched I w- it. I won't say no. But I don't. I definitely think, think so. it deserves nomination. Sure. Okay. I don't know if it should win. It does but it some, definitely it deserves does something nomination. unique, but I don't think it does anything. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of cool stuff. It. I think what it is is that it. It. It in a cohesive and logical way brings together a lot of different facets of things we've already seen before, yes. but it makes them all work together. Yeah. And that's that's where I think it it certainly could get a nomination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> What else yeah, we got? It was what really, really good. I, I, oh man, yeah, just like all the action was great. Like everything underwater was super fun. Uh, everyone was charming. Uh, the moment uh, that that you the Ryan Italy and I were talking that's about. That's probably yeah. my favorite scene in the movie. It's uh, so cute. The, the moment where she gets the flowers. She's a fish out of water. Around and uh, she, she sees them. people eating, so she eats the flowers, and then. T- 
totally working in tone with the character Jason Momoa has established. He just comes up and he also eats a flower uh-huh. because he does And he smiles because he does a girl. Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. It's I, real cute. I also liked how they threw in like a little treasure hunt scene what they're when they're trying to find the location the location of the trident. Like the yeah. part with the bottle. Like it was like, look in the bottle. I'm thinking, oh no, they're gonna look in the it bottle. It felt straight okay. out of Assassin's Creed Odyssey right there. Yeah. Like, man, it's doing some puzzle shit. Hell yeah. Was it no, I really liked that part. People get interrupted in the middle of conversational scenes with explosions. by explosions. <laughs> yeah. Frequently, like oh, four yeah. times. It's very yeah. funny. <laughs> I started uh, noticing it as a pattern. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to break down some numbers as we wrap up. Uh-huh. Um, the DCEU film, uh, this is the article, uh, brought in $72 million, coming in number one at the box office this weekend. Good. Cool. Uh, the second spot was Mary Poppins Returns at 22.2. That's a that's huge a, gap. That's a not mm-hmm. a lot of money for Mary Poppins. And uh, with three days. Uh, thirty-one domestically million, but Bumblebee came in third with twenty with twenty point nine. Not a lot. So I'm uh, happy to see that Aquaman is doing is re- being received so well by audiences. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think uh this film could be a franchise and it I could hope, be a really fun I, franchise. I, I'm and totally I, down. I get the feeling that James Wan doesn't necessarily want to come back. Uh, because he, like he said, he put in, he put a lot into this movie, and he, and I, but I'm sure, like with enough praise, I think he and might, money, <laughs> with enough praise and money, he yeah. might he might decide to come back. Yeah. yeah, and I really hope that he that he does. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I, 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 mean, I mean, I'm kind of out of things to say. Actually. I actually have one more thing. Go I, ahead, I have say, to say. Baby. Go ahead. One of the things I really liked about this movie is that no major player or villain died. Besides um, Black Manta's dad, but that's obvious. That's right. That's what books. happens. Yeah. I'm talking about because Brandon, you were mentioning, especially with Higher Train Dragon mm-hmm. Two, one of the tropes that you absolutely hate is you bring in both parents, you bring them together, only to kill one of them off. Mm-hmm. They did not kill either um, Tom Curry or at Queen Atlanta. They didn't kill Orm. They didn't kill Black. I was Man. really glad you they didn't kill. You, Orm. I you love, think they're yeah. gonna kill. You think Black Man is dead? But I'm sitting there going, Oh no. He's gonna be oh, the end credit Atl- scene. Atlanta coming, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Com- Atlanta coming in uh, at the end to tell, basically end the battle. They're like Orm, yeah. he's the king. Yeah, oh, it's like Orm just stop. And even when Aquaman is like about to stab him, he's like, "No, nah, I don't want to kill my old brother." Yeah. I also really like that the one. This is my favorite scene. Patrick Wilson played that moment great. By the way, yes, he did. oh he did. Yes he did. But one of my favorite scenes was when they're doing the Ring of Fire bit. Shark bait, uaha. Because mm-hmm. you're mine. Um, was. When um Arthur is looking, I was like, "There was a time when I found out about you. I wanted to meet you so bad. Yeah, like I want to hang, hang out. I hang out my little I brother. loved it because yeah. he set it up like, and this is a credit to Jason Momoa. He yeah. set it up like he was going to do a diss burn, mm-hmm. like yeah. one of those things. Yeah. And he's like, "No, nah, I'm going to go for sincerity. You know what? When I heard about you, and I was like, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah it was and good again, great. And at the end of this battle where he could have died, he's like." Let me know when you're ready to talk, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're and still then, my brother. And then even then, Orm just looks, and even Orm just looks back, and he just smiles. And also, I love how they didn't kill Volko, because when um, Orm says, like, dude, I've known, I know you were a traitor all along, I was like, oh, crap. No, no, no. Just take him away, but make Patrick sure Wilson's he, awesome. Yeah, no, exactly. But Orm, make sure yeah. he has a view. So, Orm in the comics is a bit of a mass murderer. Yeah. Orm, in, Orm in this one, a little crazy. Not a mass murderer. Like no. he's just he's yeah. like he's just a bad leader. But it, but it worked well here. Yeah. 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 Um, like he's not like a like a. I mean, he's a warmonger, but <clears> like he he. I think he believes that like the surface world's gonna just wreck shit up, so he has to oh, do yeah. something. And also, I also kind of like how they. I mean, sometimes it may. I don't know if it's shoved. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but the, the, with this movie, I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe we should stop effing up our oceans. Let's not do that. 
I mean, we've thought I about mean, that for decades. I really now. I knew that like, before this movie. Yeah, I, didn't, I, know, I, didn't I know. I re- I mean, it is like political, whatever. But like all of the trash gets thrown back into our. No, beaches. I thought that. Was, yeah. I thought That's it was a cool well done. warning. I thought yeah. it was a good yeah. a good way of doing it. Yeah, I thought that was I really thought, cool. I, I were, wish there were Atlanteans who could just do that. Yeah, yeah. it's I like, hey, was, humans, pick up your shit. I thought there was a there was a moment uh, in the beginning when the when the wave first hits that I thought they were going to kill Tom Curry. Oh, I wanted to talk about that. That that the way they did that with sound and everything. That the way that moment played out was awesome. That was really great. Yeah. A, and uh, then when Mara the, shows up with her powers and she saves uh, Tom, that was like, oh, this is the, really good. The blur of being caught in that wave that Arthur's going through. And he's trying to find and, his dad. Yeah. And, yeah. and credit to the effects, like I could still follow what was going on, even though it felt very much like the 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 damage. It was it was muddy. It was really dark, but you could still see. Aquaman. You see, if there was a dog in that mm. car, though, he couldn't go save it because oh he, couldn't, he couldn't. Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I also thought that the scene with uh, Mara, where we're back on land, and uh, the wine, as cheesy wine as that could spikes. be, it was so cool Dude, to see. I didn't even. So cool. it, yeah. it was it was cheesy the way they built up to it, but like that's the exact thing that like the movie knew they were like they're they're they're. Yeah, uh, uh, broadcasting that yeah. this is gonna yeah. happen, but you're like you're loving it. Anyway. Could you say they're they had, so into could it? You say they had alcohol poisoning. Oh, <laughs> when, they, when, uh. they, when they pan around, and you see that she's in a wine in a wine store, and you're like. I know yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. what's it's gonna like, happen. Oh, and she's I gonna murder. No, I just, I just say they spiked the wine. Oh, yeah, they spiked the wine. Brilliant. Yeah, Brilliant. that was a lot right. better. That, right, guys. that so was much better. I already knew like five minutes in, I was gonna love this movie, and then like thirty minutes in, I was gonna love this movie. But there's a scene where they're coming out of the ocean, and it's like it's like it's like a Victoria's Secret, and it's like zooming in on these yeah, hot yeah. bodies, and Pitbull's, Pitbull's Africa <laughs> starts playing. No, the, technically the song is called Ocean to Ocean. Wait, that's what it's called? Wasn't Pitbull's Africa playing when he, when he's flying over the when they're flying over the desert? Yeah, yeah but it's, it's before yeah. that they come out of the ocean to get to the plane. Oh, you're yeah. right. And that's when it starts. Yeah, because they're um, getting there. Uh, Lee Winnell is the pilot. He's the director of Upgrade. Really? Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. He's, he's a longtime collaborator of, J- of James Wan. That's awesome. All right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh God, I just I was hoping it was gonna be the end credits. Me too. After, yeah, me too. But uh, really the fact was. that it's just like like Jason Moe coming out of the water like James Bond and Jason Pitbull. Ant- Jason Antmira. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah. This this movie's so dumb. And if like, he had if he had been shirtless, it would have been straight out of out of Casino Royale. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do, 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 yeah, I think this is a this is a like I said before, it's a big and it's a bold movie, and like I, I don't think you have to like be you're 100 percent in or 100 percent out because like there uh, I'll say it again. There's a, there's an octopus playing drums. Like some people are just phys- just not going to accept that. Right. It's too stupid for me. It's just right. There's a so Leoplorodon eating crab people. There's there were there's narwhal. a war of Leoplorodons fighting crab people. Doesn't somebody get stabbed with a narwhal? Yeah, yeah. Narwhals, narwhals, multiple, awesome. multiple, narwhals, multiple they're trench cavalry. people. The cavalry. Yeah. Narwhals straight up murder people. Oh my god! And it was I remember, awesome. I remember oh. with, when Aquaman like is on, like calls the uses the and you see the the the, the, sonar, the I love you. Look, you you see rings. the it's I, so good. And you just see the swarm of the of the not the trench yet, but like the the sea animals the and animals. the narwhals yeah, yeah. like stab a bunch of Atlanteans. No, one of my favorite things is once again straight from the books. I know you guys say it's like just because it's from the books doesn't mean it's good, but this time it, it was good. Mm-hmm. Was when he goes to the humpback whale and you hear. And you see like the rings of him talking yes. of him yes. air quotes talking to the whale. And then Mara is like, Wait, you can do that? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, lo- was like, awesome. what are you doing? Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio. <laughs> you got the idea from a children's book? Yeah. Oh, this is That's a, a book. book? <laughs> <laughs> I got it from a movie. <laughs> that 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 those moments, those moments shown really, yeah. really well. Oh, now yeah. now now mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna say uh this is not the Aquaman of the comics. Uh, he is a very different character. He's, a, yeah. he's I, much more bro I think that Jason Momoa, in the now that we've seen him do a full film, I think Jason Momoa has done a very good job of crafting an Arthur who can embody what Aquaman is and also 
uh, appeal to modern mass audiences yes. and really get uh, get Here's, across this fun yeah. dynamic character that that is very entertaining to watch, regardless of the fact that he's not exactly Arthur from the comics because yes. he's not. But I thought it worked really. He, di- he differs I, in many ways. Where uh, where I'd been trepidatious before, uh, just from like the the first images up to Justice League and all that, I totally abolished this this film was I think solid. I, and I want I wanted to say exactly that which was that even though this isn't the Aquaman from the comics I think this is very good this is a very good turn for him for Jason Momoa this is a very good Aquaman movie it's a very good uh, portrayal of Aquaman uh, I hope that uh, Mar- Marvel does this more often than DC I hope we don't see this Aquaman in DC I hope we keep our Arthur Curry the way he is in DC um, comics they're launching Kelly Ceduconic's new run where he's can... still he's he's amnesiac, but he's still Aquaman. Okay. Like he's not he's not dude bro Aquaman. Doesn't have tattoos. I'm no. Okay. I'm glad this movie le- never lost sight of like uh, keeping a lot of its heart present. Yeah. Um, stuff with the uh, Tom Curry and and Alana. It bookends. Yeah, with the, with, with, the, with the mom the, and dad. With the mom and dad at the beginning that. and the end. Yeah. I thought that was a really solid choice. And I liked them a lot. And like I didn't get like teary eyed, but like at the end, I got teary eyed. When they're, when they're I'm re- not, I'm reunited, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm like, yeah oh. dude. I got, I got tears in my yeah. eye. When they reunited, I'm like, couldn't yay. believe it. The uh, these the moments between um, Arthur and his dad are really good. I'm oh, glad that that's the thing that gets him on board with like engaging with Mara. Like I I because of how she saves him. I live at the bottom of the ocean but somehow you can still drink me like drink drink me under yeah. uh, that's how is it that uh, I can breathe water but you can still drink what, me under the there table there you go uh, what did you guys think of the design of Atlantis just I the liked design it's cool yeah. I liked it. it's cool it's, yeah I love how there's like high tech and also the, the sea floor is the ruins I, I kind of dig it really dug the whole scene where he was in chains in the throne room I do too that felt so Flash Gordon to me and yes, then he like uh, zooms up while the that four was, dudes are trying to hold him was, back and he gets yeah. right in his face he's like that let's was, just do this that was that, that was, was some Emperor Ming. That, that was some, was some cool of shit. Jason Momoa's best. Was him oh, yeah. playing off Patrick Wilson in that scene was yes. excellent. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tamer- Tamara Morrison, Django, uh, was who plays Django Fett. Was, uh, yeah, he I was. was he was Fett. really great. Yeah, I, I get him confused with uh, Christopher Jackson, mm. who um, who voices uh, the 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 father of Moana. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah he w- they, he hey did. Re- I really liked the way they played here. The, yeah, me really too. Good. I am Tom. Keeper of Lighthouse. That was yeah. cute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So let's final thoughts. Nobody I'll say, ones. Uh, this reminded me, and this is, this is following me here. Uh, this reminds me of when Hugh Jackman was casted as Wolverine because Hugh Jackman is a great Wolverine. When I think of Wolverine in the comics, it's the, I don't picture Hugh Jackman at all. Uh, but it doesn't mean he can't grow into the character and be his own thing. And I think with this Aquaman, like we can totally have this this uh, broy, you know, Hawaiian, super cool, uh, uh, drunk Aquaman, and have him grow into the king that we all know and love, and still have the comic stuff. You can have both. Right. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rate it. Man, I love this movie, you guys. I give it a nine point five. Like, if this came out in the summer, and like besides Infinity War, this would be like one of my favorite movies of the summer. Like, I love it. Uh, yeah. Ben, I will say this is the best DC film we got. hundred percent. I know people probably got bashed me about Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman had some flaws. It was still great, but it had some flaws, and also it had one of those um, standard DC. Big CGI fight scene at the end. Aquaman did have a big CGI fight scene at the end, but what the whole movie is ninety percent CGI. That's narwhal cavalry. There's but, narwhal. But the battle were... between him and Orm yeah. wasn't, and no. that's what counted. And, so and not only that, it was it, yeah, it was during a quote unquote storm, but but it's could, not a hulking gray CGI villain. But yes. you can also see everything. Everything was bright. The colors were popping. I love the classic Aquaman suit. It looks good. I, if, this is a step in the right direction for DC, and I cannot wait to see more. Now, make a goddamn Superman movie already. Yeah, You're getting one. It's called Shazam. I give uh, it an 8.9. Sp- oh, you and your nines. Come on. Sparks. 
Um, yeah, I told Ryan and Ben this, uh, that I feel like if Venom was a bad 90s film made today, this was like the good superhero 90s film made today. I thought, I thought it echoed a lot of the same feelings you get when you see the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man, Yeah, but like uh, for a modern audience with this character, obviously, but a lot of those vibes are the same. I thought the execution of all that works so well. Um, it's crazy how good this was. Uh, I'm really happy with it. I agree. I think it is the best modern DC film, Wonder Woman having a lackluster third Third act, act. uh, where this one didn't. I think this one stayed pretty great all the way through. They're they're very minor things that bother me, and otherwise it's really, really good. I'm excited to see it again. I don't think I have any pacing issues or anything. Once again, this is a comic book movie. You're supposed to have fun. I thought we promised, though, no more thoughts after the final thoughts. Motherfucker. Anyway, um, yeah, I I thought everything really worked. It was the action-adventure Aquaman superhero film that I wanted to see uh, and it looked great uh, I definitely give it a 9.5 nice uh, yeah I echo a lot as as always um, I think that uh, I agree that the the third act issues that plague the DC films does not plague this one and that's really refreshing however I do think that Wonder Woman might be a stronger film this is definitely a more enjoyable a lot more fun this is this is like I said this is a blast to watch um, this is a don't mind that. It was, a, it, was a, it was a lot of fun to watch this movie. I would give it a, I think purely on enjoyment alone, not necessarily quality, um, I would give this a, a nine. Uh, purely on just the fact that I just had a damn good time. The pacing of this film is really solid, only, uh, only uh, matched by Infinity War, I think, uh, with pacing. Uh, also, just like it's not, it's not Infinity War levels of bigness, of bigness, of like of, of grand scale, of, uh, wealth of stuff. But like, it is a jam-packed movie. Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so let's let me do something differently with our recommendations. If you had to recommend one one movie this weekend, uh, the, the, for the holiday break for the, for our audiences to go see Shit, Aquaman dude. or Bumblebee, yeah. Aquaman or Bun- Bumblebee, the two rev- the two films we reviewed. What, what would you rather can, can see? I say, can I say Spider Verse? No, Aquaman and Bumblebee is. Oh, be the Aquaman two a billion percent easy. Right. Yeah, it's Aquaman over Bumblebee Aquaman? for me. I think uh you know what um what would you recommend our audience to see this this man uh, okay so films? like I think Aquaman's the better movie and the, you're going to have a better fun time yeah. but I want to say Bumblebee because I want people to go see Bumblebee because I want to make a little more money actually but, a guy pointed your head cuz it's worth making no, money no a guy no, pointed your head actually yeah I was going to say Bumblebee no matter what mm. Were mm-hmm. you? no I was honestly you go yeah, enjoy I young Simmons yeah I will say uh, I will also say uh, uh, Aquaman I think it's a, it's a more fun time if you have one to go see this this uh, this holiday on the weekend, big screen holiday week, I would say Aquaman big big screen yeah go see it go see Aquaman alright then let's get out of here do we would do we agree I agree, think it's the best DC movie you said you think oh, yeah. Wonder Woman Brandon? I think Wonder Woman is still a stronger film I do think this is more fun I will say I think that Wonder Woman does a better job of like building her yes than this does of building Arthur specifically yeah. But I think this film overall just becomes a, a greater experience. I would, than I would Woman say, was. I would say I had a lot more fun. But they're close. No, like I would Wonder say Woman I, still I had good. a lot more fun walking out Aquaman than I did Wonder Woman. It's All right, let's get out of here. a fun movie. It's you know war and yeah. people <laughs> dying. <laughs> So like we said last week, we're going to be skipping the book club. Uh, and instead, we're going to do a full playthrough of Smash Bros. World of Light. Here we go. No, we out. don't have 45 hours. No, we don't. <laughs> when we get back, it will be Sparks' turn. Uh, we will wait to uh, it until, reveal it until we're close. I'm sure you don't have an idea yet. Um, no. No. <laughs> I didn't figure. Um, but this is not the last. You'll hear our voices. We do have an, a holiday annual, which is what we call a holiday annual 2018 that is, will be out on Christmas Day. Uh, we will be back, however, with a new episode, uh, 124, on the 6th of January. So Ooh. enjoy your uh, holiday break. Oh, a new year. Um, and see you guys in the new year. Ooh. As always, we are a Funko affiliate. 
Uh, sorry, before you said that, I was just going to say, we also, uh, if you want some Christmas listening, we have a solid episode that we just dropped on Wednesday uh, from Mythelaneous. Oh, that was going to put that later. Oh, you put it later. He's yeah. got it. Sometimes he forgets things. I, gotta I do forget cover things. The bases, so I, so. I understand. Uh, I forget everything on Mythelaneous. Forget I said anything. Well, I'll forget that too. Um, you can. Uh, we do have a Funko affiliate. If you click the link in the description, it's a little late to get Christmas shopping, but hey, maybe you want a late Christmas gift for your friends or your family. You use the promo code SHOP10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Remember, you got to click the link in the description or else we don't get any kickback. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. What a great year. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci. Who does our or does our theme music and our uh, intros, our segment intros? You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards uh, on Instagram. You can uh, find his show Suburban Proctologist, which is a bit of a hiatus right now, but look for more coming up soon. I hear you can find that on iTunes or Facebook.com/slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Suburban Podcast. Thank you to Mike Patola uh, for our logo. We greatly appreciate it. Have a great year, my friend. And uh, till ne- uh, you find him at Mike Matola. Like Spark said up, uh, a little bit ago, we do have an episode of Mythelaneous that is about the origins of Yule. That is Sparks' episode. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of fun to listen to. There's a lot of great surprises. If you guys want to check that one out, Mythelaneous is a spinoff show that, that he and I do. It's great fun. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben. Ben Maggot 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan. DJ Tony Snark at everything. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next year, guys. My man. Stay fake, nerds.